welcome back to another episode of Podcast 572. As always, I'm your host, Kyle. I'm joined by my two friends, Dan and Matt. Um, we're going to kick off with what we've been playing. Uh, I Originally, when I sat down, I didn't think I had played a lot in the last two weeks, but looking at it, I, I, I have <laughs> more than I thought. So, um, obviously, the, and I'll, I'll talk about this first. I have not played very much of it but, and because today is literally the release day. But I have played about an hour and a half of Infinite Wealth. Um, <laughs> like, I kind of figured this was going to be the point going into the game. Like, it, it is, obviously, it's a direct sequel to Like a Dragon. And I couldn't imagine anybody who hasn't played that game would just jump into this. But it would be impossible. Like, no, you would have no idea yeah. what's going on. I mean, on. especially, like, most of the characters are returning. Like Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is back. Um, it... Like I won't spoil I won't I won't spoil very much of it, but I will say the way the game opens, where your buddy Ichiban is, it's three years after the events of the last game. Okay. And he just works for that hello workplace. Okay. And his sure. whole mission is because at the end of that game, remember, they kind of took down those two big Yakuza families. Yeah. So his whole mission now is he is helping other Yaku- like former Yakuza try to get jobs and like turn over a new leaf. Like that's what he's all about. Yeah. Okay. So like the first part of that, the first like 20, 30 minutes of that game is like you specifically dealing with one guy that comes in that really, really wants a job, but he's a former Yakuza. And like, obviously Ichiban can immediately read like, no, this dude is not ready. They go out, they have like a big scuffle about and everything. And then he finally kind of reveals like, the guy comes in, he gets really pissed off because he won't give him a job, and then he meets him on the street and tries to give him money, and he's like, dude, I don't want money. Like, you need to realize you need to turn over a new leaf kind of a situation. They have a fight. That's the first time you uh, have any combat in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy kind of realizes, and that's where you, you get the backstory of, like, what he's doing. Um, they all the, all the characters are back. Namba, Adachi. Um, it's funny, the way they introduce Adachi in this game and what he's doing currently because he takes that Yakuza guy and he gives so that like he comes back after he gets makes the guy turn new leads. It's like, come back tomorrow. I'll get you a job. Guy comes back. He sits down and goes, so, so what do you have? Where he's like, how do you feel about shoplifting? And you're like, <laughs> what? Like, huh? And so he has that guy work with a Dachi who's working like a security firm place sure. yeah. that he started. And he has that guy go around shoplifting different businesses to try and find like what the holes in their security. Okay. Yeah, at first when he said that, I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, that's a little weird. So, um, but yeah, like, they reintroduce all those characters Namba, Dachi, uh, Saich, what is Psycho. it? Psycho. Psycho. Um, all amazing to have those characters back. That's all I'll say about the story so far because it does get into something I don't want to spoil. Well, um, I have games, not those games gone to Hawaii. Have, like a buildup. Like there's typically yeah, hours of like. You're not. I, I, getting you do not start the, the game in Hawaii. Yeah. Right. So no, you yeah. are, I'm sure I'll get there. I will say after a little bit I played, because it starts three years after the event of this one. Then you play a little bit, something happens, it jumps ahead another year. So okay. where I am now, and I assume we're going to get to the point where he heads to Hawaii. So, but uh, I, I, I will say the combat's more improved. You can move around a lot more during combat. Yeah, that's, cool. a, that's definitely that's um, cool. There's like... There's this this cool kind of like combo system too now. I don't think there was if there was in the original game or the previous one. I don't remember, but like they'll do a thing now where like if you hit somebody and it goes close to the other character, they'll do a combo move with you just automatically. 
there's yeah there's something was like, that in the last game it's too? very basic we're like they'll okay. get follow-up attacks or if you hit them into someone they'll get hit okay damage, this seems but it was a, never like on purpose yeah okay this seems a lot more like in tune like they, they've definitely like overhauled the combat but in a good way so um but yeah and that's about i'm like 90 minutes into it and yeah. I, I mean everything i've played is fantastic i really so. want to play it but like you know i just did lost judgment and then like a dragon back to back the thing i thought today when i started it was in a month and it's just like oh this is yeah, not the time the, the thing i thought when i started it today was man if i had just came off the last one i would not be ready to jump into it i just checked, like this right now. i just checked my time on that one like yesterday for some other reason and it was at like 140 hours mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i still have the very final like tower to do yeah which i thought i was geared up for it i went in there the first fight took me like 10 minutes and i'm like oh yeah. shit no dude. i don't feel like yeah, I'm, not ready. No. I'm not i'm not ready <laughs> no 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 so um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have a lot more to say the next time we record on that game specifically because it, it literally just came out. Um, after last week talking about the comfort food games, I, d- I decided, you know, fuck it, I want to play Mass Effect 1. God, I almost started um, it too. <laughs> almost. I, uh, originally, I, so I, I re-downloaded it on the Xbox. I got all set and I was like, I'll do an insane and then I just did not, like, when it got to the time where I loaded up, I was like, man, I don't feel like doing an Insanity Run uh, right now. And then I was like, well, I still kind of want to get, like, achievements, but I've done everything here. So I remembered that they gave that game out on Plus a while ago. Yeah. That's so I, I was sitting so, in my library. So I ended up moving over to the PlayStation, downloading it there, and I ran through. I'm on my second run of the first game now. And the only reason That's I'm doing good. a second run is because I missed... So the way the trophies are broken down for that game, it's like there's a set for each game. So one, two, and three. And then there's this like weird extra set that has like your insanity runs. It has uh, all the relationship trophies. They're all separate for some reason than baked into each game. So if you wanted to potentially get the platinum for Mass Effect 1, it is insanely easy. You can do it in one run if you really want to. I would have had it, but I I screwed up that uh, Codex achievement. So I have to go back to it because you have what there's one part in that game in the very beginning where you talk to that Nihilus guy at the beginning to get the Prothean codex. Oh, and yes, if you do I not ask that. a specific yeah. dialogue, you'll never get. It. Yeah, so, I remember that. And I didn't realize that until I was toward the end of the game. I was like, well, fuck. So um, I'm, I'm like midway through a second playthrough of it. But again, it's at this point, that's the best way to play that game. So like if you want to play Mass Effect 1, um, and I figured what I'm going to do is in between these games, if I have time, I'm going to do, I'll do two next. Next game will come out. I'll play that. And then I'll go and I'll do three. So, yeah. but I had a lot of fun playing that. I mean, Mass Effect 1 is just a great game. So still my favorite of the three. It might um, too. Everybody's always like, oh, two and three. It's like one. I just like one because it's an RPG. It is. It's just straight like, up RPG yeah. where like two and three are just shooters, right? With light RPG. I had elements. fun. With, I had fun with those games, especially mm-hmm. like when when we would play the multiplayer stuff. The three multiplayer is good. I wish they would have brought it back for the yeah. That would have, all they would have had to do is just bring like that part. But I mean, we had a lot of fun a with a lot that. of that. Multiplayer. We played a lot of that. A lot. It's just yeah. a horde man, but yeah. uh, it was really well done. Um, then I decided uh, because uh, we had that. Uh, Xbox developer direct which we'll talk about in news and they showed a lot of that about game I'd forgotten that that game takes place in that uh, Pillars of Eternity universe so mm. I decided I wanted to play that um, 
I went to play the second one. So those games are on Game Pass, but only for console. Okay. And they're not good console games because of how they work. You know, it's, yeah, it's a point a click. different kind of game. Yeah. So I wanted to play it on PC and just for the fun of it, I put both of them on my wish list. Very next day, Pillars of Eternity 2 went to like 10 bucks. And I was like, fuck it, I'll buy it. So I bought it yeah. and I started a character. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 is really cool because it's a pirate game. Kind of like, uh, remember Risen? Yeah. Remember that Risen? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that. It's like, it's, it's, it's a pirate. Uh, it's pretty cool. I played like maybe an hour of it, but uh, I've, enjoy- I've enjoyed what I played of that. And also, if you have a Steam Deck, it works really well, like with the touchpad controls. Oh, it actually yeah. works really well. So that's kind of how I'll probably play through that. Um, then on a whim, uh, our you know friend, former co-host of the show, Eric, recommended me to look at this game called contraband please i don't know if you've heard of this i don't know if you know anything about it no um i didn't know anything about it he started texting me about it it is you are basically russian border patrol so you it's on steam so you just you can approve or deny people you get to look through their cargo, see if they're trying oh, I think to I have sneak seen, anything like, a in. video of this. Yeah. It is fucking is that great. One, is that the one it's where like really... you can, there's like people that'll be wanted and you can like check the board yeah. and come back out? Yeah, yes. I saw I saw a video of some guy doing people that. People run away, was, you can fucking yeah. shoot them. Like it's insane. Oh. Really good. It's on sale right now. Uh, I got it. it's fifteen. Oh yeah. So um definitely worth it. I've only played through the tutorial, but uh it's it's a lot of fun. Um, very good. I don't think it's on consoles. I think it's only on Steam, but it's one of those games where, like, if you think about it, probably really only can be on Steam because of its subject matter. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a lot of fun. And then uh, the last thing that I've played, Matt, you've played a little bit of it too, I is, have. you know, of course, the hot game that has taken the world by storm, which is Pal World, or as, as I would call it, copyright infringement, the game. Hey. <laughs> hey, copyright inspired um, the game. There you go. Holy shit. So I, I and I like I didn't watch really I watched one trailer because I, I I put it on one day and my girlfriend happened to be watching the TV and she went by and first asked what Pokemon game it was and I explained to her and then she just but this just seems like they literally are just ripping Pokemon off. I'm like, no, it, it looks like that's what's going on. Um <laughs> it is so much like there's so much copyright shit going on in this game it is insane so when you create your character so i i I dived in i played a half hour created my character (laughs) when you load up in the world the world is like they took breath of the wild's world all the way straight down to you wake up into a similar cavern thing like breath of the wild it plays i kid you not the same little like notification shine from that game oh when you wake up and i'm just like what is happening? Um, <laughs> it's like somebody took an AI generator and threw Pokemon, Fortnite, Breath of the Wild, and Minecraft into it and said, what can I get? And this is what you got. Um, I don't know. Like, I played a half hour of it. I don't I don't know if I care. I, like, you, you, you can capture Pokemon. I guess, Can you shoot guns at some point? I guess I didn't even yeah. get that far. So, okay. From what I've seen, um, you can shoot guns and stuff like that. I've just yeah. seen people run around with pokemon and guns so and people seem to be real into that but i for me i just it's it's like copyright infringement of the game so i don't know i didn't really dig it that much it's on game and the only reason i even did is because so many people were talking about it and then i was like it's on game pass 
and I know the Game Pass version is not as up to date as uh, yeah, Steam apparently, fun, but yeah. mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what it was all about. So, and I'd say that half hour gave me my answer. So I, I don't know if I would go back to it. I'm more curious to watch the battle between Nintendo and this game now, which we'll talk about when we get into the news. But this is like this is a situation where I look at the game first, and, like. Normally, I'd be for the, the little guy and be like, yeah, no, they should fight this. But this is a situation where I'm like, no, I, Nintendo probably has the right to be upset. <laughs> like, when you look at everything, like, they they have a reason to be mad. So, um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for me. Uh, I will have a lot more to talk about with Infinite Wealth next time, because that'll be my big game. So, uh, I'll, I'll kick it over to you, Dan, um, what you've been playing. Yeah, so... I did actually get my Tekken 8 today, which, you know, small miracle because you never know with, especially with GameStop shipping, how that's going to work. Yeah. So you it, got it from the GameStop, so like you still had it. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. okay. it uh, it actually didn't even ship until it shipped yesterday morning. Okay. So I was like, okay, maybe tomorrow. So I actually did get it like with my normal mail. Godspeed. You know, I did the install and the update took forever because it's. PlayStation. It's a PlayStation game. Yeah. But so I've only played about an hour or so of it. Um it's a I mean it's it looks incredible. It is hard to explain like how good this game looks like in motion. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's a Tekken game, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's not that's nothing like overly special. But like Tekken games are great and they play great. And you know, I have I've I haven't even touched like the story mode. Or really any of the other modes. I kind of just did like arcade stuff just to kind of get back into it. But what it is, it's so good. Like, it, um, you know, there's still the thing where we still can't quit, quite get hair right on, you know, really anyone in any game. Hair is never going to be right. Though, yeah. yeah, it's that's the one thing that still kind of irks me. These things is like hair and eyeballs. Face, well, like faces for the most part look right. And like we can do hands and feet and like complex motions that these characters do in these games yeah. in these fighting games that hair. clips and spins and stuff but hair is always going to be the one thing that <laughs> lags behind which yeah maybe we'll get there someday but um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it i'll probably play more of it tonight when we're done and this weekend and all next week because really i'm you know i have a month to kill till <laughs> till rebirth fast. yeah yeah so exactly i'm trying not to start anything too big um the other things I did, like I went back and I'm doing the Stranger of Paradise DLCs because mm-hmm. I finally got the season pass on sale for like, you know, ten dollars or whatever it was or eight. Probably the right price. Yeah, the, the, not a, I don't need to pay full price for that because really all it does is add jobs and okay. uh, like a higher difficulty level to missions that really kind of already existed. It does serve as like an epilogue to the game, too, because. You know, you know, long ago when we talked about it, the end of that game is, you know, spoilers for it. But you are Garland. You're the bad guy from the first game. And then, like, it opens with, like, the Warrior of Light, like, showing up. So the first thing you do is you fight him. Right. And uh, in the the DLC. But you can't lose that fight because he's not strong enough yet. Yeah. But then you have to get stronger for, like, a rematch for him where he becomes a lot more deadly and. Um, but it adds stuff like summoning, and so you can get Bahamut as a summon, um, other kind of jobs, and it's it's just more of the same. Like like it's a like I remember I remind myself that it is a good game, like gameplay wise, it does play well. It has a pretty like good difficulty spike to it, 
it can get hard. You will die. Um, that being said, if you want to just blaze through the game on trophies, there's a there's like uh, an exploit you can use, which oh, really? basically makes you which basically makes you pretty much unkillable. Oh wow! Uh, because you can basically cast a thing called Mighty Guard, which will never let you die. Okay. Like the lowest you can go is one HP, as long as you have MP left. But you can play in a special mode in the game called Extra Mode, where you never run out of MP. <laughs> so as long as you have this thing active, you can't die. Yeah. Um, occasionally, a boss will have a, an ability that takes away like a positive buff. So okay. if you get hit again, you'll die, but you can turn oh. it back on. So it's kind of funny because it's just I just want the trophy, so I'm kind of just blazing through it. I did play it with a friend of mine, and the downside to that is co-op, right? It does. It's oh. the whole game does, and just you know, you just you each play as basically your build in oh, someone's game. Guy. Yeah. Um, the only downside to the co-op mode is you can't do the exploit because the extra mode thing doesn't oh. exist. Um, but for the second DLC, which <clears> is coming up. You can't use that mode for like the last third of it. So having another person with will help because Probably it's not, basically yeah. like the grind. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm you know trying to finish that up again before rebirth is done. I've played more Dead Island. Um, Sorry, man, like you know what? We've talked about it last time. We've talked about it a lot before, but as someone who never really got past the first act, like we're still in the second act. And this yeah. game, it just drags. It it's drags so long time. It's so it's boring. Because and and the thing is, is even with multiple people, even when you know what you're doing, you die. You just die all the time because yeah. the game is built in such a way where you'll get swarmed. Like the big guy will show up and he'll hit you once, and then you're knocked down and you die. But the only penalty is you lose money, and money is kind of pointless in that game, other than repairing your current stuff. Yeah, but your your stuff breaks so fast that it's just like. Constantly switching weapons out. It's just, it's an annoying game, and it, rem- it reminds me, you know, it really feels like a game that was made 12 years ago <laughs> because it's just bad game design, but was a zombie game. So everybody got hooked on it. Of course. Yeah. We'll, we'll finish it, but like, man, I'm not looking forward to the last two parts of this. We're only halfway. <laughs> um, or not, I think more than halfway because I think supposedly like the last act is like, that's it. You get ready for Dead Island 2. That, well, Riptide Ooh. first, and then t- oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's that's in there. Uh, I finished the Sherlock Holmes game I've been working on. I platinum that. Those are just you know I like Sherlock Holmes games. Like they're, they're fun to just kind of mess around and play through. If you want to get all the trophies, you really need a guide because there's a lot of weird stuff you can miss. But um, finish that up. Those are fine. I've got the next one. I might I might start because those those games go cheap. On PlayStation, they go down like yeah, they go cheap they go like ninety percent off. Yeah, and I'm, and like this is and sometimes they're like ninety percent off with the DLC. Aren't they? Yeah. Um, aren't they like THQ Nordic titles now? Or no, something? they're independently published now because they oh, went okay. through some kind of weird um, like licensing rights thing where okay. they got pulled. They actually all got pulled from the store. And then put uh, back up two days later under their own publishing label. Interesting. So because they they basically they got it's Frogwares, so they got their licensing back. So I might jump into the next one just because those are things you can do in little bursts because it's just like case by case kind of a thing. And then uh, the only other thing I played just to mess around in was remember when they re released Gauntlet? Like yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Was it the one that we all played years ago? Like, yeah, um, I've been messing around in that like. I don't know. Like, it's fine. It's okay. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it like kind of sucks, but it's it's kind of like a 
poor man's Diablo in a sense. It's level based, but yeah. they tried to make it, you know, it still is gauntlet at the core, but it's yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's, it's nothing special. It's, it might be one of those things where if I'm bored and I want something that's really mindless, I might do that and just run around. Cause yeah. the point of that game is just to play it over and over and over again. But for sure, uh, I mean, that was pretty much all I played. It's, you know, I'm just kicking tires until next month. Yeah. That makes sense. By you, Matt. Um, so as you were talking about, yeah, I jumped into Power World too. Um, I wasn't really thinking about it like a Pokemon game though. Okay. Until like I jumped into it, the picture and like the, the like snippets I saw, honestly, kind of reminded me of a Digimon game because like I saw the, the yellow dude with the big hands and I was like, I was like, is I was like, this isn't a Digimon game. I was like, what's up with this? But then when I... It's weird. It is weird because it does give off more of those vibes than okay. a Pokemon game does. So just as someone who's watched it. So the only thing that really turned me off that it was like a Pokemon was when you wake up and those three starter dudes are like staring yeah, at you. Yeah, like over you. And I was like, yeah. okay. I was like, okay, this is a little strange. <laughs> okay. Um I mean, I've been seeing a lot about it. I'm I'm going to try to dive into it more just to kind of see, like, what you can get. Because, like, I just got the the idea of, like, the whole um, building stuff and, like, trying to set up a camp and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to push through for, I don't know, maybe, like, a couple more hours to see, like, how much of it opens up more. Sure. Before, like, Nintendo shuts it down. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all in all, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. Like, I, I know a lot of people I'll are say having this, fun like, with it. It's a, it was a good get for Game Pass to have. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's crazy. Like, that thing blew yeah. up. So, and we'll we'll talk about it more in the news. But it's a good yeah. get for them. So I uh, so I'm into that. Um, <laughs> I decided to download Super Mega Baseball Four. Okay. Uh, it's on Game Pass. It's quirky. I mean, it's a baseball game. That's kinda... I played the older Dan, ones. Dan, you played the older, I played the older ones, yeah. It's it, fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's nothing crazy. Um, For a while, that was Xbox's only baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until the show came over. So. so, I mean, I played a couple of exhibition matches on it. It's nothing crazy. The, the animations as to, like, when you strike people out are pretty funny. So, I mean. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah, if you got a hankering for a little quirky baseball game, it's fun. Uh, I then, uh, AEW Fight Forever was free this past weekend. And, uh, that was bad. That's just, <laughs> you share, you share the same sentiments on it that we did. Yeah. It's just, so I don't understand the, the point. So the one thing that really got me was that everybody, you know, they have those like mini entrances, which is okay. That's fine. Yeah. But like you can, blow off fireworks and smoke and like cause craziness behind like during the entrance but because yeah. the yeah. the vision is so short you don't get to really see anything <laughs> so it's like what's the point in doing that and then 
And the, only, the only other thing that really got me is, I mean, the gameplay was kind of dull. I was excited about the barbed wire death match because I was like, all right, that's a really yeah. cool idea. Let me see how it executes. That's something that's not in WWE. Dude, I, every time, like Darby Allen was just like literally touching me to the barbed wire and I was just <laughs> exploding. And I was like, this awesome. is this is too much. This is too much to deal with. And then I didn't realize until like probably like two hours into just playing random matches there's no commentary. Like nobody's talking. Yeah, there's yeah. no commentary, which is also really weird. <clears throat> but there's commentary during the load scenes. There's commentary during the load scenes, yeah, and it's which really know, didn't make any choice. sense. Yeah, it's a very strange choice. Um, I also don't like the fact that Aubrey Edwards is the only referee that's in that game because I'm just <laughs> not a big fan of her. Uh, all in all, I think there was one other referee you could swap out. Maybe I. I don't know. There so there's not an option. Yeah. Is what I was. There's Every not match option. I played, it was her. Um, but I will say, I mean, like I told a friend of mine, if it's 10 bucks and you're just hankering for some old school, no mercy type gameplay, then definitely go ahead and grab it. But not at the price tag it's sitting at. It's, it's really <laughs> it's not normal, worth it. like 40 well, and it's, in a, it's just in a weird, like, space because. They're not making another one right away. Yeah. No. Like, this is meant to last, but the roster yeah. is out of date, like, already. It's, it's it is, yeah. wildly out of date. Um, you would think that they would at least try to make, like, a roster patch and, you know, maybe leave the old people in there and just move them to a new section where it says, like, alumni or something Yeah, fix the rest of it. But, like, it's they're already missing a bunch of people. Like, yeah. they're missing gimmicks. They're missing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like, they just released Tony Storm in the game. Right. And her gimmick is completely different from what it is yes. now. It's not It's not who she is. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, hmm, all right, whatever. So, yeah, like I said, if you got 10 bucks and it's ever on a really big discount, definitely pull the trigger, but it's not worth the price tag. It's at net right not now. the $40, $50? Not at all, man. It's just, it's not worth it. Um, Actually... Installed 2K23 and it, with the intent to play it, and then I just lost myself to Mass Effect. So, hey man, sometimes you get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and the only other thing I was playing is Arcade Paradise. I kind of got back into laundry, yeah. and you know, I've been doing laundry you, in real life, so I had to do laundry on uh, video games too. Have you uh, lost any of those laundry machines? Like expanded more? Or? No, I am still like. I I haven't expanded anymore yet. I'm still just like earning income to get to like the more okay. machines and stuff like that. So it's just been like days of just laundry and like cleaning trash <laughs> and stuff like that. So I mean, it's but it's like it's one of the it's just really peaceful. It's addicting. Like, yeah. It is super addicting and it's super peaceful and, and so I mean I'm down. I'm gonna keep riding this ride out. But that's all I've been into this week. Well, we can move over to news. The, we, don't, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this one, but I put it in here more because it's comical. But the GameStop uh, NFT marketplace is closing what? for what, 18 months. What a shock. Who shocker. could have predicted that? Who could have predicted that? that this like, like they always do, they jump into a fad way too late, run it into the ground, forget about it, Actually, and then it eventually is. get rid of it. I was more amazed when I read the headline that it had been open for 18 months. I, yeah, I mean, I, so, I think the last time we even like talked about it was when they were doing those controversial ones. 
you know, putting up yeah. than like the nine eleven one and stuff like that. I never heard anything <laughs> else about it except for uh, there's something uh, a couple months ago about like the wallet being moved or something like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, crypto boomed when GameStop stock boomed, and they use that as a, as an excuse to get into it, they did. and oh. then didn't have the foresight to realize that maybe this isn't going to last. And it didn't. <laughs> exactly. Um, there, we, we actually have another article we'll get to later in the news on, on this subject as well. But uh, UK's biggest video game retailer, which is that game store, yeah. mm-hmm. is going to be stopping all physical game trade-ins in 2024 oh, at wow. some point. Um, that's, that's a huge, like, that would be the equivalent of GameStop over here doing that. So. That's weird, too, because it, like... And over at least it's over not, here, that's the business model. Yeah, it's collectibles now too. But like, yeah, that is it was the always model. the business model. That was the the step one of the circle of life was getting people to trade shit into us. Yeah, so that we could so sell it. That's that's wild. I it's mean, just another step towards the end of physical media. So, but like that's so weird though because like that means they're not taking back anything. Like, it means you're not taking back some retro stuff. If they, I, I don't know if they were, to be fair. I would assume so, but I, maybe again, not. Maybe not all the way back, but like, it's. I don't know. That's so weird. It just seems like a decision that's being made too soon, unless yeah. you were going to be closing that business. Yeah, so, unless there's. This is step one, right? Yeah. Because, like, if I heard that over here for GameStop, my first assumption would be, okay, they're closing. the, the days yeah. are, are coming yeah. real soon. Because that means they're actively not trying to keep inventory. Exactly. Uh, more rumors, of course, are now flying that Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to finally come to Xbox. At this point, I mean, if it's going to, I can see it now. It Within, you know, the release time of Rebirth, I can see it happening. So there's no reason for it not to. At this, right, point, at, right? this point, at, at this point, A, it's been long enough. B, they're on the second game, which won't come to Xbox right away. No. Um, you know, there is precedence for that. Remember when they did that thing where, like, we finally got all the Final Fantasy games and they rolled them out, and it was just like they'd already been on PlayStation for years. When they originally announced yeah. that, and then they took forever to put them up, and they put them up in like this stupid bad staggered job. release. Yeah. And then they took them all down within 12 months or a very most bad of job them. of how that was handled. Yeah, it just was very shitty. Uh, Ahead, I thought this was weird. Uh, ahead of the De- developer direct, this was not a game at it. Um, Stalker Two, obviously, lawn in development. Uh, certain reasons oh, yeah. why it was lawn in development, but that actually has a concrete release date now, September fifth. So that game's going to finally release. Hopefully, um, it looks great. The, the new trailer they put out, like as someone who never got to play the original Stalker, and I know it's kind of a pain to get that game to run on a modern computer now. I'm excited to play this new one because it looks interesting. It kind of, to me, it kind of looks like those Metro games without the bullshit. Yeah. Like, the yeah. jank. Because, like, Metro, those Metro games are cool, but they had, it, it was, they were way too janky for my taste. So, even though I made it through both of them. But this <laughs> looks like that without that, which is what I would be interested in. So, but I'm happy to see that they finally got a release date. So, uh, I didn't even I honestly didn't even realize this because I haven't loaded up Rock Band 4 probably within a year, but uh Rock Band 4 is finally gonna end DLC. I think at, I think today was the day actually. Uh the day today that we're recording that this was the last day they put out DLC for the game. So they've they've been actively putting out DLC. It wasn't every week, it was like maybe two a month. 
Um, I mean, but, the fact that yeah. they even still were is crazy for ten years. Yeah. yeah. No, and the thing that's fun is like, like the last couple times I've gone back and got into like, okay, I'll play, you know, like, and got back into it for a couple weeks. I would always pick up newer songs. Like they put good stuff in it. So, and obviously it carried over. You know, if you if you bought it for the right system that you had previously, well, good to do you that got to carry thing. all yeah. your stuff over. So, but I'm um, surprised they it, never they never tried to work it into a way where it's like. AI generates the charts for songs and you could like rip a song or something like they did a little bit of that. I know that they rock band three and the uh, rock band network. But you feel like you would feel like that would easily exist now. The other thing I'll say with that is a lot of the DLC for a while they were putting into this game was just rock band network songs because they had, they already have those. So right a lot easier for them to re-up those licenses uh, because all those network songs did not carry over to no, that yeah, was the one thing that did thing. besides the right. Beatles that was the one thing that did carry over so oh, hey the man Beatles. they gotta focus that's, on their Fortnite content right that's what it says so. that's what it is now but um, just a Fortnite company yeah um, Payday 3 developers are well aware fans are not satisfied Have cre- they've created a dedicated team to turning things around on the game um, that game I, I am sh- I, I'm both shocked but also not shocked at the same time that that game came out as a shit show disaster um, I've known for a while that the council ports of uh, Payday 2 that came to Xbox One and PS4 were also bad yeah. compared to the PC version so I'm not surprised that this is a shit show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but like how much longer are people even going to care or pay attention? To do this? people care right now? I, I, I If I were to look up the steam numbers, I can't imagine it's that. It's got to be bad. Right? So it has pa- to be pal world's at 2 million paydays at <laughs> two. Like <laughs> as in two people, <laughs> two people. And that, that's because they forgot to log out. Um, now we'll, we'll get to one of the biggest things that happened. Obviously, the Xbox Developer Direct happened. We got our reveals. We got we got a solid release date for uh, Hellblade 2, which is May 21st. Um, that was also in the news a lot because that game is not getting a physical version, but like I'd yeah. also it's a, it's a Game Pass game. So how many people are actually going to buy that game? It's not, only on one not platform. Many. Yeah, mm, not at it's all. not coming to PlayStation. So I like I don't I didn't get that the the I get it, but I also don't get the hatred on that being where the platform is. If it was coming out on PlayStation and other places, I could understand it a little more. Um, Obsidian kind of get. I wouldn't say it was that big of a deep dive, but they did show a lot more of a vowed, which I think continues to look great. I'm really looking forward to that game. I was bummed that it, they, they just kind of gave a generic fall 2024. I was kind of hoping mean, a little sooner. Could mean anything but, too. Like it's yeah, that um, could be September. I really so. got you know what you know what game I really got like a feel of uh, like obviously it's a New Vegas game, but it really looked and felt like the Outer Worlds. Is it what feels it like, like fantasy Outer Worlds yeah. mixed with Oblivion, which is good. Is what I mean, that, I mean, I like Outer Outer Worlds a lot. And I would assume when this finally comes out, then the worlds will. Oh, yeah, I would. I, I want an Outer Worlds too for sure. Um, there, there's this other game, Era History Untold. I, I'm not really going to go into that. It looks awesome. Okay. It looks awesome for what it is, but it yeah. is a PC 
civilization style game. Which yeah, it's I'll, not I'll never gonna play, play very good on, yeah. on console. I would never play um, well on console, so they can't put it on there. So there was rumors, obviously, before the show that there was going to be a surprise game, and people were, you know, trying to figure out what it is. I don't think anyone would have guessed. I never would have guessed that. No, um, which it was just a very, very big. Uh, like I'd say, like they spent twenty minutes. They did a lot. Of Man. Yeah, they did a lot. It's and, uh, the game looks great. It does, but as a square person and a mana <laughs> person, like. I kind of already know what that game is anyway. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not a that game isn't it's a surprise that it's in this in this like direct thing, but it's the game itself is not a surprise to me. Yeah, and gotcha. like the Mana series has always been like <clears throat> I don't even want to say Little Brothers Final Fantasy. It's like <laughs> even lower than that. It's, it's lower it's than It's like that. a third tier thing. And like a lot of people have reverence for like Secret of Mana on Super Nintendo. Yeah. But how many people could tell you that there's actually like fucking 12 men? Legend of Mana. Yeah, there's exactly. tons of them. I have, you know, Sword of Mana for Game Boy Advance, like Child of Mana. Like, there's a but ton this of seems these. seems like the first time in a while where <clears> they really <throat> care about making the new ones. There seems like they're putting a, a lot deal. of effort into yeah. it, for sure. Um, you know, it's the first one that'll be on Xbox. That's cool, too, I guess. But, um, you know. I just, I think it was here more to show that they really kind of. Recaptured their like working relationship with Square. Like, yes, well, I mean obviously so, they've made Final Fantasy XIV the biggest thing they could have done, and they did. And that's that's soon too. Yeah. I think when uh, that's coming. Out it's supposed time. to be around the expansion. I thought. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, which I'm is in a couple sure. months. Yeah. So, and then obviously we got the big reveal that everybody is waiting for. Me specifically, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, the fin- here and here's the thing I'll say like. After this reveal, there or after this developer direct in general, there really wasn't a lot like much negativity. It was overall for the first it was very good. It was very positive, like yeah. overall, which was nice to see because usually people just shit over anything that's Xbox, but mm-hmm. like this direct, not really. It was a very and good direct. Indiana Jones Every- looks amazing. I, I so, told you afterwards. I think it looks perfect. Yeah, it, the, the the biggest thing here is it's not third person, which good. is a good move because it needs to be different from Uncharted and, and Tomb Raider. Well, that's reason one, but then reason two is this is a company that makes first person games. <laughs> it's a company that makes Wolfenstein games. Yeah, so they know how to kill zomb- or uh, Nazis very right. well. And first person, <laughs> you're going to be whipping and punching and shooting Indiana solving Jones. puzzles. I love the fact that they said the puzzle that solving looks really good. A lot of puzzles are just optional; they're just off if you want to do them, kind of a thing. Yeah. Right? Um, I think it looks great. And the funny, I think that my funnest reaction was I told you was, I don't know who they got to voice him, but man, he sounds good. <laughs> and then, of course, it's, at the end of it, it's just it's the true, only guy who works in the industry got this yeah. job too. Yeah. Um, for his, to his credit, he does a great job of sounding like. Him. He does, but when I went back and and you now hear that right I now. know, yeah, and you go back and watch her, you can hear that it's true. It's, I was talking but to a friend of mine, like I find it's this like it's fine, but I find this annoying. Like, why are there only seven people that work in the voice <laughs> industry? <laughs> I right? know it's the exactly. Same. Oh, is it a woman? It's probably Laura Bailey. Right? Yeah, like not to say that she's not good at her job, but is there no one else? There's no one else. Like the Indiana Jones job was literally like, we need someone who can kind of sound like a, a young Harrison Ford. You <laughs> couldn't find anyone. No, nah, we'll just do Troy Baker. We'll pay him 
five, six, seven, eight, nine times what we have to pay anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. What? I guess so, that you have the budget. It's a Microsoft backed machine games game. Exactly. It's, which is which is essentially Todd Howard's game. It where is. it's like I created it. I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> okay. Cool. But yeah, that the voice acting thing. Like I'll get over it. I won't care in the long run. But is there no one else? There's no one else. <laughs> There's no one else, man. There's no one else. It's weird. <laughs> uh, also, and also, like the you know the the confirmation of the title, the Great Circle. That's a terrible name. That's yeah, not like I don't mind the premise. It's fine. Premise like, is fine. In the game. There's but another the title. Name is terrible. Had. Yeah, yeah. They could have come up with with a better name. I think that it right now that it. it I'm just happy coming out of it that right now that is my biggest complaint about it. Yes. It's just the title is terrible. Yes. I think it looks like, great. I think it sounds great. Incredible. Uh, the only thing is I wow. think the whip animations don't look super Look a little good. janky. They look a little janky, but there's time. Fine. you got plenty of time yeah. for that. Um, I it's just, a 2024 game. I'm so. very excited to play an Indiana Jones game. And like I was rock, just watching something else after where they were like, does this game have reverence with anyone? Of course it does. Jones. People were born in the 80s, yes. Even I saw after this, even the people that hated that new movie are excited about this game. Right. Well, it takes place at the perfect time. It's it does. Between Raiders and Crusade. That's Mm -hmm. where if you want to make an Indiana Jones game, they're all gonna go in here. Yeah. They're not gonna go before Temple, and they're not gonna go between Temple and Raiders. They're all gonna go here. You can maybe do some like after Crusade, before Crystal Skull. That's fine. There's room there. But this um, makes sense for this is for the best place. Yes. And I, I hope we just get, you know, well, the thing is, is I think they're worried about continuity with like the movies and stuff. I think that's OK to worry about with like this game. But I think yes. you could throw it out the window at that point. But yeah. I told you, what was the craziest thing in that trailer? Fucking Brody is in this. Oh, game. yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That was crazy. That was awesome. The, the, yeah. But they thought that was enough cool. to care to put him in it. It was cool. Yeah. Maybe do you think Sal is in the game too? I mean, he's got to be right. It's got to right? be. He's got to show up <laughs> to like a level. They can't show it all in the first. Trip. No, and don't, so and don't ruin it. it. And like, could Marion show up? She could. She could, but it kind of seems like they've created their own well, like female I, and I think, character. And I think maybe which is you fine. save that for another game. I that's probably wise. So I think it's cool. Like I'm, I'm actually like I, I we've been talking about it for a while. Like I've been hyped for it before they showed this. And this is everything I I wanted it to be. Wanted, yeah, yeah. Um, in that trailer, they showed uh, like very brief shot. There is on a whiteboard somewhere written the words "Quake Six, so that has kids. Well, of course, that they're probably making. To be fair, Quake Six has been rumored for a while. Could they be making that in the background? Absolutely. Yeah, so, it's a different kind of game. Yeah, is it called Quake? Is it called Quake Six? Fucking <laughs> There's no way. Quake Torment. Uh, Quake we already mentioned it. Hellblade Two is a digital only game. I don't think that that's that big of a deal. So. It's just it's it's fitting what's happening, which, yeah. which we'll get to in a little bit here. Uh, I thought this was interesting. There is going to be a PS5 remaster. It's also going to come to PC of Until Dawn very soon. Uh, sure. They're I, they're making a movie out of that. Yeah, so I yeah. guess this makes sense to do that. That's pretty if you, solid I, game. I don't know if Until Dawn was a really good game, but if you go back to that today, like that game had a lot of performance issues. Oh, yeah. oh for that, sure. Well, uh, I remember could, could easily be ironed out. It was now. a move game to start. It remember was. That? It had it was to a build around, game, around yeah. and they yeah. changed it like mid development, and 
who knows how much they had to keep or change. But I think if you remaster that, yeah, for current stuff and maybe add extra content, I think that game, people will buy it again. Oh, yeah. Um, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but the main head honchos behind the day before are just out there talking more dumb They're shit. They're losing their minds out a, there. I hate campaign for that game or something. like. There was nothing but a hype campaign for that game yeah. for some reason. Then they built uh, that. But we can, we'll talk about the biggest hot button thing of this week. Bigger, I think, bigger than India at this point, which is Pal World, which is destroying the industry. It's it's now sold. I think the last I saw is it's day it is sold eight million. It was pounds. over eight. The Jeez. last number I saw. Uh, yeah. Obviously, now it's sold enough copies that now Nintendo and the Pokemon Company are looking into but, investigating okay. it for. So I didn't want to get into it before when you guys were talking about like having played it and stuff. You want to talk about it now. I so want to talk about it now. Because it's time to talk. People are are you know, it's 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 copyright infringement. like they they copy blah blah blah. Nintendo does not own the monster battling genre. Like they don't. No, they don't. And like you said before, this is a mixture of four different games. It was bound it to happen. Like I'm sure there are other games that are even more clones of all of those games you mentioned before that just never got attention or anything. For sure. Like unless, unless you can look at the game and go, this specific pal looks exactly like a Pokemon. They really don't have much to talk about. Matt brought it up earlier. It reminds him of Digimon. <laughs> Gee, what is Digi? What are the Digimon games? You walk around and you capture things and you make them fight each other. Like, like Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. This, it is a, we're talking about like, this is a genre of game. Yeah. Think about like think about like Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley. Like, are the, yeah. aren't those all the same? They're all the mm-hmm. same, but they have little tweaks and differences of stuff you can do. But at the at the base of it, look at Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons. Were at one point were the same fucking game, and now there's two of them <laughs> from two different companies, but they're exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, like those games share more in common than Pokemon and Pal World do. Like. <clears throat> and like I, I think the only reason Nintendo is I don't know that they could get anything out of it I think at best what know. they could do is they could go to him, them and be like we've identified six characters in this game that look too close to things we have I mean, and they the, can also shut down all the mods which they already are well that's a whole other, mods are a whole other story because that's unregulated wild west type shit yeah. like the Pokemon yeah. thing A you knew it was going to happen and B you knew it was going <laughs> to explode 30 yeah. minutes after it got released. Did you oh, look yeah. at it? It looks amazing. Yeah. And, the, and the reason Nintendo, and the only reason Nintendo and like Nintendo fanboys are mad is because this game kind of looks better than the last Pokemon game does. Well, <laughs> like it also looks like it kind of plays better than the last Pokemon yeah. game does. And to be so honest like, with you though, I mean like <clears throat> the 30 minutes I'm into it right now, it doesn't feel like a Pokemon game. Right? No, it, it really like, feels like a survival thing, game. Yeah, the right. only thing about it that makes it feel like a Pokemon game, which honestly, if Pokemon wants to chase it, is the fact that you catch them in that ball. I could see Pokemon maybe talking to them about that and saying, can you, you need to think of a different catch system or device to update that somehow, because it literally is. It, it literally a is a Pokeball, but it it's looks, called something it's, else. It looks similar but it's not the same right yeah. nintendo doesn't own spheres you're yeah you know like the thing is is like they own pokeballs they own the designs of all of the pokeballs yeah like if they called it a pokeball sure. that'd be a different if they, story if they called right. it a, yeah but again like digimon games 
you go battle and they turn into eggs in some of the games. <laughs> and then they grow and they evolve and also like similar but not the same. Like I, I could see Nintendo saying these six characters look the same. You need to change these six characters. And they go in there and yeah. go, okay, fine. And they redesign these six characters. Like that's really all that for every complaint they have, I feel like they could go in there and be like, okay, fine, and change it. Like all this stuff where it's like all the characters are AI generated, all this is AI. It's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's 2024. A lot of shit's AI generated. <laughs> this, seems, this seems like the perfect start to 2024. Yeah. <laughs> but like this is this is where we are technology-wise. You're telling yeah. me I can have a program design 100 different things for me? Yeah. I'm going to probably do that and use Why that as inspiration. Use that? Exactly. Yeah. doesn't mean you're going to use it. It means you're going to use it to like we can tweak this and make this work. Exactly. Um, and again, if Pal World – Nintendo shuts down things that are Ocarina of Time 2D version that they yeah. put out there. Or remember when um, Metroid, AM2R, well, they shut it down because they yeah. were making that game. Like – I don't know. Matt says it. You know, it doesn't play. It doesn't play like a Pokemon game. Yeah, doesn't. I look. It, I mean, it, it just, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I first got into it, it did kind of feel like playing Pokemon. But the fact that you're like building things and you're like, it, it, it doesn't feel like a Pokemon game right. because in Pokemon, all all you're trying to do is catch every single thing in the world and be the best gym leader. This is strictly survival based. You need to catch all of these creatures and they are essentially helping you build your your land or your, Base. your house. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're there to protect you essentially. But like the first three things you run into is a cat, a chicken, and a sheep. So it's not like it's exactly the same thing that's at well, and, that, and that's why I was saying like it, it the characters that I have seen that, like, when you progress further, remind me of Digimon is because sure. they, they legitimately do. Like, they're not, like, the same thing like Pokemon are. Like, well, yeah. It goes back to, like, does Nintendo own cats and everything that kind of looks like a cat? cat? Right. Do they own sheep and everything that kind of looks like a sheep? No, they don't. They own – They. it's not their fault. It's not, it's not Pal World's fault that in some Pokemon and Nintendo are just fucking cats. Yeah. <laughs> Or just sheep. Like, there are ones that are literally just the animal they look like. Yeah. So what is – how different does it have to be? Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to keep getting a ton of attention. I think I think if Nintendo was going to do something, it probably would have already happened. Like, I think they only – the only real response they had was, like, we're going to look into it. But yeah. I, and I, th- and I guarantee their lawyers are like, well, we could try. <laughs> but I don't know what it's going to accomplish. And I was—I read a good article about it too, where Pal World is so popular that if Nintendo were to come after it and shut it down, that's bad publicity for Nintendo. At this point, for yeah. for something that like it just—it shows almost like they're jealous. Yeah, that they're they're doing it better. We got to get rid of it, and they have a history of that. I mean, eight of, million copies—that's insane. Eight million copies in a now. week. In a week. In a yeah, week. That's insane. And you can't. And like, obviously, it's like Xbox and PC only. If this game survives and it makes it to PlayStation, it's going to sell another couple million. Another eight million. Yeah. yeah. Like Play. this Play. game is going to sell. And like, as long as the people who make it keep up with it, they'll be fine. Does the it dare stuff, go to Nintendo? Uh, 
That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting to see if it would pass certification. I mean, um, I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's going to exist as long as they keep up with it. It'll be fine. The mods are going to get out of control. They're already out of control for this game, but they they have to basically disavow those mods like that pokemon yeah. one i just laughed because it was like i posted that thing and it's he's already like nintendo already sent me something it's like <laughs> well, of course they did dude you put you put actual fucking pokemon in this game um i don't know it's it's a cool idea to me if i were to play it legit i'd probably only want to play it modded because i bet that game is eventually, well especially yeah. like as time goes on, people are going to make crazy mods for that. They'll like fix oh, stuff absolutely. and all this other stuff. So and that's how I would want to do it. But um, I mean, I don't see how Nintendo can win that. Can win this? Like, I just don't. It's not the same game. No. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how it shakes yeah. out. I mean, I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do we come back in two weeks and now it's sold 16 million copies? <laughs> I think it's going to slow down, but I think, I, I think, I think another thing that you might see is Nintendo puts out a statement where it says, like, you know, we've decided not to take any action at this time, but we'll be monitoring it. Like, and, that's, and that's all they can do, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, this was interesting. Uh, the developers of Dragon's Dogma 2 really wanted to ditch fast travel for that game. And, like, I mean, I could, it would be a bummer, but at a certain point in that game, I'm sure you get to a point in any game that's open world where, like, no, you just want to get to this city and take care of this quest. But, well, I would uh, also be interesting. I mean, their argument is, like, if if your game's got enough going on in between, then there shouldn't need need to be a need for it. Right. So, or if the quest structure in your game is appropriate, yeah. As long as, if the quest structure in your game sends you to the opposite end of the map, which games do that all the time. Oh yeah, I'm not running to the others. That's insane, especially if I'm just trying to do this quest. Yeah. But if you're stru- if it's structured in such a way where like it's over here and it's it would be better for you to I just have to walk run all there. the way across the map to turn something in only to be told hey you need to go back to that town you just came from right that well and that's bad design yeah. and that's why fast travel is necessary like <laughs> i don't necessarily need fast travel in every game if the game is fine and you don't necessarily it's, utilize it at every single point but like you said no. if you have yeah. one point all the way across the map where you're just trying to turn something in or talk to you somebody. You just came from there, yeah. Why would you really I really want to turn right around there's, and, and there's plenty of games. All the way there's plenty of games I like running around in just to get around. Like, For sure. Like Like a Dragon is a perfect example. Yeah. I rarely fast travel in that game. Until I got to the end of that game when I was doing the grind to like get the weapons upgraded and go to this dungeon and do this stuff where it's easier yeah. just to do that. But like every other quest in that game, I'll just run there. It's right here. I can just run there. Lost Judgment, you can skateboard there. Yeah. There you go. I don't need to fast travel by a skateboard. Hey, you can throw a skateboard and I don't need anything. Yeah. Problem yeah. solved. Let me do tricks. Hell yeah. Collect some half pipes in there. <laughs> you collect you and you collect like, you know, currency on your I'll, way there. I'll do you one better. Let me grind rails and I don't need any fast travel. Hell yeah. Sunset overdrive. I never fast yeah. traveled anywhere. I never in that fast game. traveled in that game either. Because it's I more fun. It's more fun. Man. I don't think I put it in the news, but yeah. did you see how much they paid off that $500. game? $500. That's, That's so bad. Disappointing. Like, well, you see so the other bummer. news. I know why you'll never see a sequel. Well, you know the other news, right? PlayStation, the other news? PlayStation owns it now. 
Yeah. So that's another so, reason why you'll never see a sequel because Microsoft A can't make it. You could ne- well B, you could never convince Sony to do a sequel. It would never make money. Because all they do is point it to the amount of money. Made five hundred I think it was like five hundred and forty seven dollars. Yeah. Insane. And that's before that game was game before Pass. Game Pass. Twenty fourteen. Oh my god. Hey, I bought it. You bought I, it. I love that game. I'm part of that. I'm part of that five hundred bucks. Hell yeah, I gave him some money. No, I didn't pay for it. I got it for free because it you worked. Pay for it. I paid. I did get that. I great did, game. I did win that hoodie though. True. Yeah, I still have the hoodie. It's great, and I haven't um, even had the drink. Cliffy B is voiced again that he wants. He would be willing to return to Gears of War. Um, at this point, I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't. Like, yeah, let I mean, him come back. He hasn't been there since three. I think one. I think if you Rod want, Ferguson's off doing Diablo stuff, so like. Why not have the original creator come back and have input in the next Gears of War since we clearly aren't getting it for a while? No. So, Do you think we should just restart it? I think you do one more to finish off this story because of how the last game yeah. ends. Okay. It'd be a bummer if they didn't make good on that. So True. even though, as we've talked, that like it gives you a choice – but there's only one direction they'll take that yeah. choice. Yeah. So, but I, it, I would be bummed if they came out and said, "Well, we're not going to do anything with that." I'd like to see that story end, and yeah, you'd have to do and one well, more. And, you know, it got to the point in that game where, like, you, like, Kate is a good character. Like, you care. Yeah. Like, they're all oh, yeah. good. Like, they managed to. I enjoyed Gears on. Five. Yeah, so. Gears Five is good. It was a good game. So, um, it's just weird. Like, it's been five years. Which is crazy to honestly, think about. Honestly, it it's feels been five longer. years. It feels longer, but it's like we haven't heard anything mm-hmm. from Coalition. So maybe this will be the E three or that time frame when we get our big e, uh, Xbox show. Maybe we'll hear about it this year. Um, the other big thing that's blown up, I think, was this yesterday? This happened, or is it? It's not been today. I think it was just the Microsoft laying off. Uh, I oh. think it, is it. They laid off. I think now the numbers of twenty two hundred. But yeah, um, not mostly Blizzard and Activision. Stand. There is one thing in here um, that they did get rid of, which is the alarming thing we were talking about earlier, which uh, their physical games department, they just kind of shuttered that part. Right. So, which, you know, if you never, <laughs> if you thought the writing was maybe not on the wall for physical media, I'd say in the last month, it's even more on the wall that that's coming to them. Yeah. The, um, if you're going to be putting out an all digital only Series X by the end of this year, and potentially selling out of the disc version, you know, of the system, then it's obvious that Why this make is them. the future, right? Exactly. Um, yeah the uh, the like the the firing of the Activision Blizzard like that was expected, right? Like, yeah. The thing I, that I'll say about it is that like any time that people get laid off, it's a bummer, but. This is a $69 billion, you know, acquisition. There was always going to be layoffs. Well, there's, there's going to be overlap. They're going to, there's overlap. They're going to trim, you know, some of the extra areas that they don't need extra people doing certain things. Some ga- I'm guaranteed that, like, stuff that was in production is gone now. Like, that one game got canceled. Yeah. Like, I was thinking there, there was a blizzard. Was, there's plenty, but there's plenty of other games, I'm sure, that were in some kind of stage where they said those are gone now. Yeah. yeah. We are going to take X amount of people and move them to things. And then everybody else has yeah. to go. Like it's, it sucks because I say a lot of people, a big number. Like, yeah. 
this was going to happen. And yeah. The the physical game thing, like it's an inevitability, man. I don't. This is the thing. It's like I look at it and go, yeah, it sucks, but also it's it's predictable at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, you already know that that's the route that they're going. So my question, I just it literally just came to my head. Um, so if we're going towards more of a digital based world, which is what we're leaning towards, how do you go about selling your game collection? You don't. It's gone. It's yours. It's not, it's not, hell, dude, it's digital. It's not even yours. Exactly. Remember back in the day when the the Xbox One was gonna come out and it was gonna have all that crazy shit before they walked it back. Well, the main thing GameStop was, have, was looking into yeah. a way to to trade in digital content. Right. So I remember that was the obviously nothing ever came of it because they walked all that shit back. But there was at one time like people looking into that kind of a thing but i don't think that's the thing i just feel like at some point like because i mean that's the big thing now is even with your playstation 5s you know you're selling if you want to sell your ps5 you're selling it with all the game the physical games that you have so in the future if you choose to sell your playstation 6 you're just selling you have to erase everything you're just selling your playstation 6 or you sell them your account like there's a world where like that happens. Like, yeah, but people you gotta sell. remember, like a lot of people by by now, like let's say me and you know us three, mm-hmm. by now, yeah. all of our account we've had our accounts for you know ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, my PlayStation account has hundreds of games in it. Exactly. My yeah. So it's Both like my. I don't know. I, I, there's. Uh, I get why we're leaning towards that digital phase. I just don't. I don't fully understand. I don't. I don't feel like. Everybody is going to well, grasp how that's going to be handled. Microsoft is the one company that can actively and easily do it because yeah. they're going to just put those games on their service anyway. Yeah. And yeah. like we talked about, they're just there. They just want to sell you the service. Like what was the thing that like when, when Conan O'Brien did the clueless gamer thing with Starfield, right? Okay. They, play, they didn't play that on an Xbox. They played that on a TV. Yeah. So like they're already – what 25 percent of the way to this where like Mm -hmm. games will just play on tvs and shit now and you'll have your controller there are tvs out there that have that capability yes exactly but like what does they have that from samsung yeah samsung it's like a samsung smart tv but because that half of that clues gamer thing was an ad for this tv but he fucking played starfield on it and it worked (laughs) but the thing is is like they just did this developer direct, right? Hellblade avowed. Uh, Do you think Indiana, there's a physical Indiana, version Indiana of avowed? No, probably not. Do you think there's a physical Indiana Jones? No, I don't. I because think of those games, if, that would be the one, one. Maybe if one got one, it would be that. But not if it's coming out at the same time that the digital X comes out. No. Yeah, and it's just on Game Pass, so they can easily do it. PlayStation can't necessarily do it they could but i I think it's a more of a shit show for them nintendo nintendo won't do it they won't but the other problem the problem that this creates is microsoft says okay well we're not going to make first party discs anymore because it doesn't make sense for us because of game pass but what happens for third party stuff they release an all digital series x do you think that companies are gonna bother to print xbox copies of stuff no. no, they can save the money and just sell it online. 
And the biggest kicker of all this, the biggest like kick in the ass of all this is it doesn't mean prices are going down. No, and that's the thing. Like, you've seen that argument with a couple games that come out, like uh, Alan Wake I'll was one. Sure. Um, but there was another one recently, too. And Hellblade then, probably Hellblade wouldn't be. As yeah. well, yeah. Hellblade's 50. Right. So if you were to buy it. And that was been the argument. But, like, okay, but if the entire industry goes this way, do you think they're going to lower the prices from 70 to 60? Is Microsoft, no. Microsoft going to release physical Call of Duty next year for Xbox? Maybe not. Yikes. Maybe not, because in theory, well, I don't think they're going to put the new ones on Game Pass, but I bet you it's a $70 download. Probably. So, like, it's opening – you're getting you're getting less than what you're paying for, and you kind of don't own it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be tricky, but um, – Again, I, I've talked about it. Like, I don't even have a Series X yet. I'm going to get one for Indiana Jones, obviously. I'm just getting a digital one because it's going to be a Game Pass box. I don't plan on owning games for that system because yeah, that, and it's that's a Game Pass. Too. It's like yeah. at, at that point, I'm just paying you, to rent. You're better not to because well, you're better not to because like, what's the point of buying those now if you're you know not going to be able to put those discs in the next system? Or if the disc, so. or if the disc like Starfield, which is now three cents, is just a ch- is <laughs> is what is what Xbox One games ha- were supposed to be, where they were yeah. supposed to be check discs. That's what that is, right? That's what a lot of their games. Right. Are. That's that's why when you when you hit me up that one day, I think it was like around Black Friday about the Halo Infinite, and I said I'm not interested. Is it because I wouldn't like to have a copy on my shelf because I know that disc is just a check disc, right? So, and that was what they were supposed to be that they had to back off of at Xbox one time. You'd put the game in, you'd install it, mm-hmm. and you just have to do a check disc every day. Yeah, no, people people wouldn't stand for it. Well, guess oh, what? It was game pass to get them there. Guess what? You don't have a choice, and that's. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, th- it makes me think about like Sony makes baseball for all three consoles. Are they going to produce a physical Xbox copy? Probably not. Maybe this year. Not after this well, year. Probably next next year. So then that becomes even weirder. But and then the companies have to think about like, well, if we're not making the Xbox One, should we make a PlayStation One? We could just put it on it's our gonna system. Be interesting. It's going to be interesting because it, it it really seems like Microsoft is the first of these big companies to be pushing like but, head first. In but digital. again, it's because they have a model that backs that. They do. They do. And you're already. You're already. Doesn't. You specifically, like, because you play Xbox games on Game Pass, you're already showing them that physical media doesn't mean <laughs> shit for that. Yeah. It just doesn't. Even though I do buy a lot of Xbox You do. You do. But, yeah. You do, but, like, who bought a physical copy of Starfield for Xbox? Exactly. Exactly. Why would you? Why would you? I don't get uh-huh. Unless it's, like, me or you where it's cheap and I want it on the shelf just to be, like, cool. I yeah, own Starfield. If, if somehow I got that three-cent copy of it, like, yeah, sure. Put it on the shelf. I would even pay like five to ten dollars just because exactly. it would be a cool thing to be on the shelf. Yeah, for you sure. Paid full price. I have other Starfield. games like that, like yeah. uh, Gears Tactics. This is a good one. I yeah. own a physical copy of that because I paid five bucks for it. Yeah, it's a cool thing to have on the shelf. I have MLB Show Twenty One for Xbox because it was five dollars. I bought uh, the first, uh, not not. Well, I have both of them, but uh, Judgment yeah. when it came out because it's a box that literally says Xbox Series X only. Yeah. And I thought that was funny. Yeah. So there's a collector's yeah, there's a there's still a collector's aspect to this stuff, but 
if Xbox physical games disappeared, it sounds odd to say it, but I don't think it would upset me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's weird where we are now with it. Well, so if you want to be a collector, PS4 games are still around. PS3 games are still around. 360 games are still there are games oh, yeah. to collect, which you can still play as long as you keep older systems. That's the other thing, is like there's no value in trading in old systems anymore. There just isn't. No. Because you can't guarantee, A, guaranteed it's going to work on the next thing. B, that it even has any value. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm worried that some days, like some of these PS4 games just aren't going to work on PS5, even though in theory they should, right? It shouldn't yeah. be a problem. But going forward, you know what? Some of them don't work quite right now because we yeah. have to change something inside. Sure. It's like the PS3 to PS4 thing. Like, nope, sorry. No, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there was there, they were a staunch like a both I mean both machines and then we got the weird, you know, emulation for the some three systems. Well that was, was awesome. the PlayStation one but, was even better because the PS4 was basically they were like, Yeah, we fucked up making the PS3 games, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, they just don't work. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um the last the last news thing I threw in here, because uh, this was from today, the uh um Outriders and Bulletstorm developers reportedly laid off more than 30 staff. So more layoffs, which, again, it's that time of year so, as well. Well, and as two people with Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Sure. As two people who've played Outriders, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I, what do you think their next game is? You know, like, I don't think they're making an Outriders 2. No, that so. series is dead. I think they were lucky they got to do that uh, DLC expansion, yeah. to be fair. So... But uh, yeah, so well, the only other um, thing—the only other thing from today—you didn't put it in there, but like okay. the, new, the hot new Switch Two stuff, where it's an oh, where they're talking about it's an eight-inch mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I believe it. I believe it too. Yeah. But it poses a problem <laughs> where if it's an eight-inch screen, it physically has to be taller because mm-hmm. it's eight inches, which means your current Joy Cons. Probably not work. Will not work. Never thought they would either. Well, could they work as a secondary controller? Sure, because you've got the little thing, but no more colors on your one. So it's going to be strange because if the Switch 2 plays Switch 1 cartridges, which you would hope it does, in the same, they, they would just both go in the same slot. Yeah, okay, if it's taller, you don't think they would design it in such a way that it kind of caps off or something? I don't. It's it's strange because I thought about it. Maybe there's like an adapter or something they could do to put them on there, but they'd still yeah. be smaller than the system is. Yeah. So it no. would still look and maybe it probably feel weird. Yeah. Like – they, because they could your be Joy-Cons something... would sit lower, like, in a way, I guess, lower than the actual screen Yeah, how far would, would they click down? Yeah. Would they go halfway yeah. up so it would be in the middle? But it would still be weird because there would be space on the top and the bottom. Exactly. And as someone who has bigger hands and the current ones already don't feel right <laughs> on that screen, like if I'm playing it yeah. in handheld mode, I can't imagine what they would do if they were smaller than the screen. <laughs> it, might, it would like, uh-huh. trigger some kind of weird OCD thing in me where I could not stand <laughs> it. Which – Obviously, you'll get a pair with the system, but it's just a strange thing where... I still think we're right around the corner from our reveal. It feels closer. It feels closer. Yeah. I just feel like it's going to be like the last time where you're just going to wake up one morning like, here it is. Yep. We'll talk more in a couple months. Yeah, so, that's fine. They, 
they nailed it last time. I remember thinking like, I don't know the if more, I care. And, and the more I think about thing, it, like, shit, I really care. And the more I think <laughs> about it, the more I really do think it's going to be like a new 3DS type situation. Yeah, which it, it seems to be pointing more towards that just because new Nintendo Switch. they can get away with a lot more if it's just that. If and you're going to get those rebranded uh, games they pulled that are going to be works on new. Oh, all the ones that all of a sudden they aren't selling anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where all of a sudden they'll just get re-released with new Nintendo Switch on the now top. Instead of a red box, it'll be a white box. White box. Yeah, exactly. So. They need to go back to the purple um, scheme. They should go back to the purple color scheme. That'd be cool. We're missing I mean, out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we kick off. It looks like we've all watched some movie-related content or that type. Um, I have not. I have Aquaman. I have not watched Aquaman yet. I will watch Aquaman for the next time. We I will record. too. It's on point. Um, but I watched, and, and I al- I almost did that night, and then I was like, Nah, I'll watch this Night Swim movie only because it was up on digital two weeks after it came out. <laughs> so I knew I knew it probably wasn't going to be that great. Um, and the sad part about that movie is I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would until the very end. Because I actually went with the premise of it. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different than a lot of horror movies. It's not, it's not even a scary movie, really. It's got creepy elements, but it, it pulls a lot of elements from other movies. But the problem is the elements it's pulling are from her movies. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really like Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt, as an actor, and he's really good in this. He's the dad. Uh, he's the dad. Okay. And the whole the whole thing is is he's he's a uh, he was a baseball player that's had to retire early because he's coming down with MS. He's like in the early oh, stages yeah. of MS. Okay. And then they buy this house. He falls into the pool accidentally, and it starts to heal him. Mm. So all of a sudden, he goes and he has these tests, and it's like, yeah, we we don't really have science that you have MS anymore. And uh, then weird stuff starts happening with the pool. Um, and it, it, it takes a path where, like, I thought the route it goes, because the other thing is the pool is not a normal pool. It's built on, like, a uh, like a natural spring. Okay. So it goes back a little bit into where, like, it was specifically, like, a wishing well. And so it has, like, a – it has basically, like, a give and take. Thing, sure. Right? Okay. Where it's like, okay, monkeys, it'll heal you or it'll fix, it, yeah. fix this thing. But in order to do okay. that, it's going to take a life and – uh they go through the history and, and then the, the, the wife, she kind of goes through and figures out like, this isn't just like happened as a pool. This goes back way, way back. There's all these incidences that, that have happened with this. Um, but the end is like the most fucking cliche. Yeah. Uh, cookie cutter, like, and like the minute I learned what the pool was doing, what the rule was, you knew, knew how it was going to yeah. end. And it ended exactly the way I thought. And then it has this shitty like once that mm-hmm. happens and that's over with the parent the 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 mom and the daughter's like we're just gonna cover up the pool then and they, that's how that movie ends. So I was bummed <laughs> at that. But up until that very like last five minutes, I enjoyed the movie and I probably would have been higher on it. It's it's a it's, it's a success. January release. So mm-hmm. and then the only thing I put out here it's not it's not a movie but uh, I have watched the first two episodes of True Detective season four. Which I was really excited about because I love Jodie Foster. Um, and she's fantastic. It's it is 
we'll see how it ends. But like, I, obviously, nothing will ever top that original season. Yeah, of I mean, that season that's on television is like one of the greatest. That's seasons like of Breaking anything. Bad level. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like in the hallmarks of um, I just television remember, like, history. That, that show just like. Every episode, it was just like, holy shit. How could it get better? And then it did. And And then season two of that show is terrible. Right. And then they didn't put it on for a while. And they made a season three with uh, the guy that's going to play the new Blade. And that was a really good season of that show. And so, but this, uh, the minute they were like, oh, it's going to be Jodie Foster. I'm like, well, this she doesn't make shit. Right. So that's that's one actress that like, she will pick something and you know it's not going to be. She she made Panic Room. How could she make anything? Exactly, right? (laughs) So... Uh, this has been really good. It has a it has a good supernatural element to it, where it's like maybe it's going to go that route, but maybe not. So, okay. um, and this episode specifically uh, starts out real fucked up. So it's it's cool. It has a lot of, because it takes place in Alaska, and it's at night all the time. Um, you can tell they have heavily heavy influences from John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Oh, that's really. Cool. But it's not. It's not like. It's not. Uh, Damn. Like, there's not going to be. They should a make a. They should like make that. a Thing TV show. That'd be really fucking good. It'd be really cool. But uh, it's it's like a, a tremendous show. So far. Thing show. That'd be awesome. That'd be dope. Um, this is only going to be six episodes, but I'm I'm already glued to it. There's been two, so. I look forward to it, but you you've watched some stuff as well, Dan. Okay, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with the the lesser one. Um, so, was, my PlayStation is set to like auto off after how many hours, and I just left it on all day and I forgot about it. Came downstairs and it turned itself off. And my TV is a smart TV that has that like built in automatic TV stuff, so it just automatically kicked itself over to whatever the action network was on my TV at the time. And this movie, it's right as this movie's starting called uh final score and i'd never heard of this movie before but then i saw it, it starts dave batista and i'm like okay <laughs> let's see let's see what happens right <laughs> and the plot of the movie is it's very similar to a to an old jean-claude van damme movie called sudden death where basically there's a bomb in like a hockey rink during the okay. stanley cup and at the end of the game it's going to explode and kill everybody this is the same fucking premise where these okay. guys like take over this soccer stadium because it's in London or England or somewhere in England. And uh, but at the end of the game, the whole stadium's going to explode because they're trying to rob somebody, whatever. What year is this been? This is only a couple years ago because here's okay. the here's the kicker Pierce Brosnan is in this movie okay. for like 15 minutes. Okay. And he's like a guy that bad guys are looking for in this stadium. And that's why they took it over. They're All looking right. for this okay. dude. And when he when he first showed up on the screen, because I know nothing about this, I'm just kind of watching it, and I'm like, is that Pierce Brosnan? There's no way. This is like <laughs> C level type garbage movie. movie, right? You know, and like yeah. it's exactly what it is, and it's fine for what it is because Batista goes nuts and he kills a shitload of people, and he yeah. just rides a motorcycle on the roof of this stadium and jumps okay. off of stuff. I'm into it. Nobody in the like, stadium sees any of this happening or hears any gunfire yeah. or explosions. Because, of course, they fight in the <laughs> kitchen and a gas line blows up in this dude's face. Love it. It's just – it's that kind of movie. At one point – at one point, they're fighting in the kitchen and this guy had like pushes his face into the griddle and he's about to push him into the deep fryer. But he had killed a guy <laughs> like two minutes before and the dude's gun or knife flew into the deep fryer. So okay. he fucking sticks his hand into the deep fryer that's on, grabs a knife, and then stabs the guy like up through the, the jaw. I'm like, holy shit. 
And then he just tapes his hand up and he's good. He's good, man. Good to go. He stuck his hand in a fucking 500 degree fryer. No problem. I'm good. It's that kind of movie. It's it's dumb yeah. as hell, but it's fun. But yeah, so he rolls up and this guy, he finally finds a guy in the crowd. I'm like, is that Pierce Brosnan? There's no way it's Pierce Brosnan. And then they pull him out and they start walking out the hall. I'm like, oh my God, it is. And then, That's of course, he ends up, like, spoilers, like he ends up dead like 15 <laughs> minutes later. And you're like, what's the point of this fucking movie? But it's fun to watch just because it's that kind of movie. You know, he's running around, going through the tunnels in this soccer stadium. Uh, a good, a good watch if you like cheesy action stuff. He's got like a full beard dude. It's oh, on it's Tubi yeah. if you if you're interested in watching. Yeah, Tubi. it's also on my Samsung Smart TV Action <laughs> Network. But uh, yeah, dumb thing to watch, but whatever. It was on. I'm like, okay. Uh, the other movie I watched is I was looking for something to watch last night, and I decided I'm just gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Barbie just because at this Super point, nice. I want to yeah. see what it's like. I want to see. Yeah, obviously, there's a lot of like Oscar stuff going around with it right now, which is having watched the movie. <laughs> I will. I'll Would stop. you say having watched the movie, the right people that were nominated were nominated? No, they should, no. They should have okay. been nominated. Because okay. the thing about this movie is, I'll I'll say out out of the jump, it's an eight out of ten. It's actually okay. pretty good. Okay. Um, and it's pretty good because it is made incredibly well and because she is very good in it. Like okay. she carries this entire movie about how she's a doll that suddenly has like weird feelings she's never had before and okay. has to carry the whole thing. It's crazy. And she is so good in it. And it's like there there are pro- – I had problems with the movie too, but like it's it's actually pretty funny. Uh, there's a lot of good like one-off jokes that they just kind of say. They do this, they do this weird thing where it's very, it's got like fourth wall elements, and it's got like, yeah, it's very meta. overly meta to a point where I think it's actually a problem because okay. Mattel is a thing in the movie, but it's made made to be like drones work in cubicles, and it's made to be like they're bad guys. And I'm like, Will Ferrell's character does not work. He just does, oh. he doesn't. He does not need to exist in the movie. Like this, that is oh. not the point of this. I, I like obviously it's a lot about like Barbie's world is perfect and there's a patriarchy and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And men are bad, women are good. Like there is obviously a huge message in it. That didn't. That kind of stuff is whatever to me because like I, it is the point of the movie. But there's the problem I had with it is they don't. She doesn't spend enough time in the real world. Like you would think you would think watching the trailers and stuff for this movie that like it's about her going to the real world to do something. And the point of it is, is she's starting to have these weird thoughts about like death and stuff and none of them ever do. And it turns out that happens when the person who plays with you in the real world starts to feel bad or feel a certain way or oh, play with you a certain sure. way. Like you become self-aware. Um, so she, the, the point is she has to go there to find this person. I try to like fix it because which it's, is what America Sierra and yeah like, it's her and her daughter, daughter. yeah okay. um but this is that when she goes there that's when the movie starts to kind of get I say weird it's but like interesting yeah like I felt yeah. like there was more to do she's in the real okay. world Matt okay. you've seen the movie right oh yeah, yeah she's a, she's in the real world for like twenty minutes yeah it doesn't and then like they immediately come off an excuse to go back yeah. So it's like it's most of the movie is in Barbie world. 
And the other thing is, is Barbie world is a real thing that people know about in the real world in this movie. They're just like, yeah, it exists. And people, they come over sometimes. It's, it's super, that's where like the movie gets like oddly meta about itself. Where like everybody just exists, accepts that this happens. Um, but then they go back and like Ken is taken over because he came with her and he went back on his own and introduced all the Kens to like, this is how it should be. And then the whole thing is like, we'll take in that down in a fight. Everybody's performances in the movie are great. The way the movie looks is great. Like the directing is great. The story is fine, but like the execution is where I've, I, it was weak. Oh. Um, but overall, like I find myself really liking it because it's, it is genuinely funny at a lot of points. Um, Michael Sarah is fucking brilliant. In it. Oh. Alan, <laughs> he's just this like throwaway character who's just okay. so pissed off. He has to like even be here. And because he, because he's no, yeah, he's great. And he's okay. just like, he's fantastic. He's like, he's like a tier lower than Ken. So he just hates. Him. Okay. He's just like, well, okay. nobody pays attention to me. Why am I even here? I just want okay. out of here, but he's great. That's um, cool. They, there's a great, my, one of my favorite jokes is there's a great meta joke. Cause early on, there's Helen Mirren does like narration to explain the beginning of the movie. Yeah, sure. And then she disappears. Except for one joke kind of in the middle where like Barbie's upset about how she's not pretty enough and all this kind of stuff. Okay. And then she breaks it and she goes, yes, the irony of having Margot Robbie tell you that she's not pretty is not lost <laughs> on anyone. So, like, it's, it's, it's a good self-aware, like almost in a Deadpool way. Okay. But okay. I wish they would have done more with that and less with right. Mattel is weird because the, like the, I, I'm telling you, man, the Will Ferrell stuff just does not work. I feel like if it was removed, you would not lose anything. <laughs> um, and I really wish sure. they would have spent more time in the real world. That being said, like um, the, the movie does not need a sequel. It should not get a sequel. There's no room for a sequel. Like ev- everything is quote unquote solved by the end of this. Okay. Um, but I did. But you know, it's Hollywood and they'll make it. Yeah. But I, but if you do, <laughs> but, if you, funny. but if you do, I think the smart thing is not to put Margot Robbie in it. Like yep. the thing is, the thing is, is there's 12 Barbies and there's 12 Kens. Pick anyone okay. else. They all work. I can see that. Yeah. I, and I that's get. fine. There could be like a Barbie universe, I guess, or like the Mattel universe where it's Barbie and it's about a different Barbie because there's other ones okay. in here that are important too. Um, I really wish there was one other thing. I really wish they would have not bleeped the one F word of the movie because it was pretty good. Like okay. it, it didn't uh, obviously it's yeah it's PG thirteen so they get one they could have used it interesting because it's not a kid it is not a kids movie I watched it and like no I kids, I, kids will like we had that discussion it. when they were yeah. showing the trailers kids, yeah. there are aspects about it that kids will like because it's colorful and it's fun for sure um, but it will go a, a lot of stuff will go over their heads but it's the message it's laying down is not for kids and not, yeah. not yeah. no um, but overall I I thought it was pretty good. Um, I really she should have been uh, at least up for best action. Like she's probably not going to win for this, but if if Ryan Gosling and America Ferrera <laughs> got it, yeah, yeah. After having watched this movie, she yeah, deserves it. she deserves it. America because America Ferrera like she is in it a lot and she's important, but I also don't feel like. They gave that nomination for her because she's the one that gives the speech. Yes. And that's and what they're Yeah, doing. there's a very as like powerful speech and then they kind of repeat yeah. it a couple of times. But that's kind of all she does. Um it's a little it's a little strange. And then Ryan Gosling as Ken is good, but 
I don't think his performance was better than hers. Oh, yeah, it's it's a good movie though. I liked it. I told y'all it was a good movie. Yeah, it like it like you know I went into it with like this could go either way. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it it really could be really good or it could just be like man it's tiring disaster yeah and that's what i told you when i saw it i was like yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go get popcorn i'm down all right yeah it's fine yeah it's like it's good i'll probably never watch it again because i don't need to but <laughs> well, i just it's don't need to the, the movies the only movies I watch again and again are like action movies and shit like that but um yeah yeah barbie's good y'all that was right <laughs> Thank you. I was right. Thank you. Uh, what about you, Matt? Um, yeah, so I tackled the Marvels the other day. Um, yeah, out, out on digital now. It, I think it's on Disney Plus next month. It was okay. I, I'll give it a solid. It was okay. Um, was it like... Was it like fantastic? No. Do I really feel like Marvel's like completely lost a lot of their magic? Yeah. <laughs> However, I, I would agree. Um, uh, the girl who plays Miss Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Bonnie, she's really good. Probably she's car- fantastic. She was so good in this. And I, I didn't, I didn't watch the show. So okay. going into it, not really knowing her character actually has kind of made me now want to go back and watch the show. So I Is there any see. if you like turn the movie, you'll like the show for sure. Perfect. Is there any references in that particular movie to the Kane stuff at all or no? No. That's no. Just, okay. Like really there's no references at all to Kane. So they, they don't have to worry about any this kind movie, of that movie. <laughs> the movie okay. is a direct sequel to both Captain Marvel and her show. Okay. Yeah. And it's all like a that's like one contained mini universe within like the Marvel thing. Yeah. It, it, the only okay. the only thing that it oversteps is like Nick Fury's in it and Valkyrie shows up for like four minutes. A split second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um all in all though, I mean I it wasn't like horrible for me, you know? Yeah, like, I it's didn't... not it's not bad. Like it's just it is a perfectly serviceable movie. Yeah. And the best part of the movie is the three of them together like talking and doing things together the movie that's built around it not the best yeah i can agree <laughs> yeah um but all in all I, I mean i'd give it a solid six out of yeah. ten if i if it i'd watch it again like if it was on or anything like that like it's just one of those things i'd put on the background um i did i did like the the beast cameo at the end that's um, so fucked up like that was the weirdest fucking part yeah, it was He's a little strange. Dead full three, right? He has to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, my thought. My thought is is maybe that's where that dimension is. It has. That's right? got to be it. Be. Yeah, it's got to be it. So that I mean, like I said, it wasn't horrible. Um, it was pretty solid. Uh, uh, the only other thing I got into is I decided to watch that Kevin Hart movie on Netflix called Lift. Okay. It is a. It's a bank. It's, it's a heist movie, man. Okay, like, so it's a movie, movie. It's not a Yeah, it's no, a movie, it's a movie. movie. Yeah. Um, the the basis of it is Kevin Hart is a heist thief, and essentially he is sought out by Interpol to 
rob a guy who's trying to get tech to take over the world. So like, so is it like Fast and the Furious type stuff, or like? Where the, I would assume it's an action comp. Yeah, it's an action comp. Good guys yeah. stealing from the other guys. Yeah. So the bad guy in this movie, <laughs> I forget his name, but the only way I can picture him is he was the uh, other character from Onimushu Three, Jacques. Whatever. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? Name, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. Is that Jean Renault? Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, okay. He's cool. like everything. Yeah. He's very good in this played one. the professional. Yeah, he plays he's a very good Impossible. villain. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a it's a heist movie. You know, kind of like what you would expect out of a heist movie. There's really nothing like great, I would say, about it. But there's also like nothing like really bad about it like i would probably pair it like at a five or a six if i put it on a scale of one to ten so i I will also say after we talked about it last time i did go back and get uh and put on the server and and rewatch for the first time in probably 20 u.s marshals i we were talking about i told you it was great still still holds up i like it better than the fugitive you like I say it's future more because here's well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I the U.S. Marshals is 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 a is a sequel that if you think about it, it probably shouldn't have worked, Dope. but it did. Yeah, got, so it's got, it's kind of crazy. Young Robert Downey in there, pre Iron Man, right? Yeah, Downey, that yeah. was the thing that blew uh, her mind because she watched a little bit of it when I was watching. She's is that Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure too that was like the tail end of the drug days. That was right too. at the end of the drug days before everything yeah. kind of fell mm-hmm. apart. Uh huh. So, he's good. In the he's great. In the I love the part where yeah. he takes the dude's glasses off and fucking breaks him. That was the scene she saw. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> great, great, great. Great movie. Um, we can kick it over to emails here. Uh, first email we have comes from Barry from Redacted. Hey guys, I've been with GameStop for long enough. I'm currently in ASL and I love getting to help people. I'm a people pleaser, but I have a backbone when I need to. Why is it so hard for me to start writing this resignation letter? I'm incredibly sad. I'm leaving. I've been with the company over 10 years, but shitty coworkers and absolute shit has ruined the job for me. That combined with uh, that combined with Cohen's. That's the that's the guy's name, right? Yeah, that's true. Should we got yeah. okay. Cohen's absurd message last fall to roll up our sleeves like he thinks no one here is doing fuck all about anything or something. The writing has been on the wall for years, but I think this guy finally taking over as CEO has really thrust us into the end of days with his company. Yet I keep coming back to writing this letter and it sucks. Any words of encouragement for me? Thanks, dudes. Love the podcast. I mean, my biggest encouragement would be just get through it. The encouragement, the encouragement is to do it. Like, yeah. there's... A million reasons not to do it, right? Yeah, You've worked sure. there for so long. It's easy. You know it. But there's just as many to get out. And yeah. don't let it trick you to, into staying. No. And that's, and that's the thing I think a lot of people fall for. And I think like, you know, I was guilty of it to an extent. And then when finally given like a hard choice, I realized like I can't. And this, and we're talking seven years ago. I had to make that just before all this happened. Yeah. It was that yeah. bad. It was bad then. And, you know, it's it's finally given a choice. It was to realize I don't want to do this 
anymore. Yeah. Like at least not not the way it is now. And you, you that was then. That was then, and it's just in COVID, <laughs> long pre-COVID. But yeah, you you know you really just have to to realize that you're better than this. GameStop does not care about you. They yeah. just don't. They really they they didn't. When in the during the good times, they didn't care about co- employees. You think they care now? Yeah. No. I'm, Especially with him in charge. I we go back to it a lot, but the day he appointed himself CEO was the because he's he's tired of it, it taking too long. Right. He's, so, yeah. He was tired of everybody else dragging it out. He realized he could do it quicker because he's done it before. Every time I think about it, I think of that one Eddie credit scene from one of those Marvel movies. I don't remember which one with your buddy Thanos picking up the gauntlet saying, I'll do it myself. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think of every time. So, so. yeah, just just realizing that you're, you're better than this. And we've yeah. talked about yeah. it before. You don't have to go to retail. Yeah. Kyle and I didn't, yeah. go, Kyle and I didn't go to retail. Afterwards, no, I, I made that decision at that point that I was done with retail, but right. I had also done it for me personally. That was going on what did we see 2017, 12, 13 years too, too many years. Honestly, the best so. way to write a resignation letter, especially if you're like if you really enjoy, like, like you said, he's a people pleaser and he really likes that aspect of the job, is to make it quick. Thank you for my yeah. time, but I'm putting in my two weeks. My last day will be this and just yeah. end it. Yeah, don't. And yeah, so that's another thing I think people get wrong about resignation letters and stuff because I've quit places too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't owe them an explanation. Not at all. You don't have to. You don't have to explain to them. You don't have to say like, I find it hard to no say, you know, as a, a lot of times. A lot of times they're not going to give you a big explanation if they get rid of you. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Well, they don't feel obligated to do that. And I think a lot of times, too, I think you find if if you were to sit there and write a, you know, a letter about, yeah. I don't feel valued and all this kind of stuff, I think you're more likely to get fired in those yeah. two weeks. As opposed to, my last day is this, I feel like they're more likely to ask you to stay. Yeah. yeah. Like, when when you don't come at them with this place sucks and I hate it and I'm going to leave. And if you just come at them with, this is my life, this is my two week notice I'm putting in it. They might actually come to you and be like, well, this is what we could do for you. Yeah. I, I have firsthand experience. I know they do that to people at GameStop because mm-hmm. they've done it to people. I, I know. And I still talk to, <laughs> but yeah, it just, again, the other thing too is, you know, writing a resignation letter. Can you afford to not work for a while? If not, you really should be out hunting for a job, secure yeah, we, a job. And we don't know his, yeah. we don't know his yeah. situation if he's not something else. So. But yeah. if you can afford to not work for a little bit, then do the two weeks thing. Take a week off for yourself and just enjoy it and then go out and start hunting. And, Kyle, sure. and like, it's like Kyle did. You just – you throw applications at the wall? Hey, yeah. Like for me, I spent – like that first week, I just did application. I probably fell out like hundreds of applications. Yeah, you were telling me about it every online. day. Mm-hmm. It was absurd because it's and that's all I did. But then I, I it didn't take me very long to get something. Well, when you think about so. it this way too, the worst thing that happens in that scenario is someone offers you a job you don't take. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. It, you don't. You don't. You, and you don't want to get hung up on. Well, this person, never, this place never responded to me. Move on. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't be the kind of person that's calling them three times. Like. Take it as a sign and move on. Like, and if you ever get two job opportunities, 
don't have a problem with telling them that you're getting an opportunity somewhere else because yeah. that only that plays in your favor to show you people like what you're worth because I know like in my current position I had two companies trying to reach out to me and I and I told the one that I'm at now I said listen this other company is going to pay me more and they're offering something better what do you have compared to mm-hmm. what they're throwing me like don't you don't have to feel like you have to take the very first thing that comes to mind either for sure you know? right you have an assistant assistant manager at a GameStop. Again, we've talked about it before. It goes longer than you – a farther way than you think it does yeah. because if you stop and you think about what you actually do at that place mm-hmm. when you're by yourself for nine hours a day, <laughs> you do far more than you think you do. Yeah. And I, I put every single thing on mine. Every, like if it was a skill that was even remotely close, it was on there. Cash handling, customer service. Manage the team, inventory specialist, like everything. Fuck, dude. <laughs> fuck, dude. I was a janitor. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you could throw bait in there too. Still, yeah, babysitter. Justin. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you'd have well, those directly situations responsible where mommy for is dropping kids. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Uh, Next email to this comes from Jason from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Hey dudes, love the podcast and love when you guys talk about movies. Finish with the Oscar nominations. How much do you all care about that part of the movie scene? Are you avid fans of the award show or do you just in general avoid it? Thanks. Um, you know, you know me. I watched it every year. I did not watch it last year. The one year I didn't watch is the year Will Smith slapped somebody. So <laughs> that's the one year I didn't watch, you know? Like, I, enough, I, like I don't normally watch, and that was the year I did that watch. That was the year you watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I always I grew up watching it with my mom, and she – the reason I do is because that's what she did, you know, and, and that's how I got into it. So I've always watched it. I've always been fascinated with it. I will say as it's gotten on – I feel it has gotten a lot worse. Yeah. Like since like the nineties and early two thousands, I think now today it's kind of just, <laughs> I watch it. If there are <laughs> whatever, I watch um, it. If there's specifically like a movie or a person nominated yeah, that I am. A fan absolutely. Of. Like when, absolutely. It, when they were doing, when was it last year? That was everything everywhere all at once. Was that last year? I think so. Yeah, yeah that was last year. I am. I love that movie. I'm heavily invested in that movie. I would like That's to see why these you people win. And you got it, Will Smith. And I got it, Will Smith. Bonus. But I also. But then, like, <laughs> so I got to see like everybody win, and I got to see Brendan Fraser win, which is great because I've loved him forever. That was the one thing I wanted to yeah. see, and then I, I watched the YouTube. Yeah, but, but like yeah. you know, I've I've loved him forever. Just like I love all his old Journey to the Center of the Earth, Blaster. I love all those movies. They're good yeah. movies. So, like, if I'm invested in people who do it or, like, a movie, I will watch. Yeah, like, for years, I, I you know, I, I for, for years for me, it was Leo seeing him finally win, mm-hmm. you know, after years of, like, and even, I'll even say today, like, the movie he did win for, I don't think is his best movie. No. There are movies he should have won yes. <laughs> years before in comparison to what he did win. Not that the movie he won for was bad, but I don't think it's the one he should have won for. Um, uh, the last one that I really cared about seeing like a specific actor win for a performance would be Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker movie. Just sure. because his performance was insane. So, 
And it's crazy that we live in a world where two actors have played Joker and won an Oscar for it. Yeah, so, that's really weird. It, that's insane. It's, it's bizarre. Well, but hey, if you think about it, both those performances are vastly different. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and great. But um, this year, I, like, I am going to watch it this year. The, the real honest reason last year was at the time... I would have gone and I, I would go back and, and, and uh, go back into my parents' house and watch with my mom. I have a car because we were down to one car at the time. So that's the real reason. And I, I don't have cable TV, so I didn't have a way to watch it live. Um, but this year I am planning on watching it. So I am going to go back to, to, to watching it. Um, this as far as what, I don't really care about anything in here. Like, I haven't watched Oppenheimer yet, so. Um, I will soon. <laughs> it's just, it's three hours. And every time I look at it, I go, uh, <laughs> it's three hours. But, um, that's probably the only movie that's there that I probably would care about. So cause I, I feel like I'll probably like, uh, when I do watch it. So, yeah, I just, I, but, and um, the thing is, is like, I don't think I'm going to watch this here at all. Like, I just don't, oh, the Oscars? don't yeah, care. There's nothing there for I me. I mean, the main reason last year, like I said, was that movie was I wanted to see Michelle Yeoh win. Because I've Jimmy loved, Curtis one. I've loved Michelle Yeoh for <laughs> since Super Cop like yeah. days, and I want to see Kihei Kwan win. Yep, yeah. Because if Short Round won a fucking Oscar, yes, <laughs> so I'm here for it. So yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's that's the fun part to me. But overall, like this year, nothing. I will also say it's the only award show besides the Game Awards that I watch. I don't watch the Grammys. Yeah. I don't Golden watch. Globes, I, I don't care about anything. Golden Globes, I'll meet about. Show, to be honest with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, well, the other reason I don't like award shows in general and like they all do this is like here's like there's 50 awards we're giving out. We're going to show seven of them. Yeah. Um, so we actually really don't give a shit about all these other people because we're going to do it during a commercial break. But they've, they've gotten better at the Oscars about that in recent years than in the past. But they've still, also cut a lot of those and put them on a different show. Right, but that's so. still, that's dumb. Like, it's not about – it's about, like, they'd rather have somebody stand up there and tell shitty jokes for five minutes, put an award in them. Yep. I, still put think an award handled, in. I still think it's handled better than Game Awards. Well, Game Awards is far worse. It's, Game Awards is, is a trailer show iron. with a couple awards sprinkled in. That, that he's going to shout because the band's playing too loud. <laughs> like, uh, Real quick, next. Yeah. Before go we go any further, think I was just you said Michelle Yeoh, and I just triggered in me. I watched that Netflix series, The Brother's Son. Oh, I want to watch it too. Uh, it is really good, and I was kind of disappointed. There's one thing I'm disappointed in, but it wasn't like a bad disappointment. It just wish I I wish I could have seen more of her fighting uh-huh. yeah. in it. Yeah. That's the only sad part about it. But as far as like the actual action and like what's happening in the storyline that develops, fantastic. I yeah, will I'm say glad, it's fantastic. I'm glad to hear you say that too, because I read some stuff on it that was kind of mixed. But uh, I, I, thought love, it was I love her solid. so much that I'll just watch it. So it doesn't really yeah, And like me. the other guy that's in there, not um because she has like two sons, it's kind of the yeah. story and what it revolves around. The older son. I'm actually now interested to start looking and to see like if he's done anything else and like what else he's probably been in because he is freaking fantastic in that one. Just figured I'd throw that out there. Okay. No, that's good because that means I'll watch it. There you go. <laughs> um, next email we have comes from Brian from Portland, Oregon. Hey guys, got a retro question for you. And sorry, this is going to be 
only recently discovered your podcast. What are your, some of your biggest regrets on passing up any retro game purchases or just <laughs> or just regrets with retro games in general? Thanks. Biggest regrets. I, mine's easy. Like I worked at Game Crazy when we actively took and sold retro stuff. I had like access, the retro stuff. I had access yeah. to everything. And I, you got a lot of good stuff out of those years for sure, but I did. I'm sure there are things that came through that you think of I now. had access to a lot of stuff at good prices that I should have just bought and thought ahead and shuffled it away. We used to have Earthbound, we would sell for like 60 bucks. Crown Trigger was like 60 bucks. Like, you, th- you think if I would have just bought the copies that would have come in and held on to them? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but. I, yeah, I was just having access and not taking advantage of it. It's my biggest one. The one, I, the one I was thinking of the, the most that sticks out to me now is when you bought me the the uh, Castlevania Bloodlines and mm-hmm. then had me open it to play it. We forced you to open, open it. it. I know. I know. I should never open it because there's so many ways you can play that game now. But um, that's that's the one I can think of. I can't really think like. I mean, I don't regret trying to buy um, Dracula X off the GameStop because I was able to return. Right. We, uh, yeah. That were, wasn't really a game. Those were at least like calculated risks on our part. It's like, well, worst case scenario, we just return it. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So we that was us taking shots to get stuff. Um, yeah. I, I can't think of a major like retro game thing that I regret not. Part of it is just, just like seeing something and, and thinking, man, I should have bought it and then you didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so. I was at... Um, Half price books a couple of years ago at this point, but they had um, Bomberman for Saturn, okay. and I had like a forty percent off coupon, and I and even though it was like three hundred bucks or whatever, I probably should have just done it because <laughs> it was there and I had a discount on it, but I didn't. And of course, by the you know two days later, I'm like, I'm probably just gonna go do it. It's gone. You know, shit. Yeah. Like that would happen a lot. I, I remember when I made the good choice of of picking up when half-price books, and this would have been, gosh, this could have been 10 years ago now, when they had the uh, Game Boy GameCube player with the disc mm-hmm. for 50, I think it was 40 or 50 bucks, and now that thing's insane. Yeah, well, I mean, that'll so, only get worse. But it had the disc with the case, so, yeah, like that original yeah. small, goofy game. Those are Japanese, uh, those are Japanese, Japanese cases. cases yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of like a big regret where I'm like, uh, Same. Yeah. Just... Mine, mine is I had better access than most people ever will have. Yeah. And I didn't take advantage of it or I should have, you know, and then I ended up, but again, like there are plenty of stuff that I got there cheap. So maybe it kind of balanced out in the long run. Yeah. You know, I, I got one, I got one okay. and, and it's, it's not ever going back and asking at that damn pizza hut. If they have that Castlevania in the basement. Before it became oh, before, before it became the Mexican place. There's no way it's there anymore. No, it's, God, I've no been way. in that. They, I've been in that basement at that place because that's where the bathrooms are. It's not there. They used to have it back there, just with the sheet draped. Yeah, over I know. There. Yeah, and I should like one of those times I should have just here's a regret. Mic. Here's a regret I have. Fifty bucks. I'll haul it myself. Not trolling <laughs> the game crazy for dumpster for the sign. Yeah, because it'd be really cool though. That sign was no. coming down at some point, and I kept thinking, you like, could put it next to your Funko Land. Put next to my Funko Land sign. Damn. Yeah. But uh, not trolling for that because it had to have come down at some point. It had to. Have and uh, sure. I just, I should have just been checking every day. I think Walmart. the only thing I could think of right now that we're talking about things like that is when I was a kid and um, the 
game store that I used to go to was going out of business and they were selling everything. And mm, yeah. Earthbound had the big the big case, the big black box. The big box. Big box. And uh, I never played it, never rented it, never did anything to it. But the case, like the, the box itself was like, it just kept gravitating to me. And oh, I never yeah. pulled I mean, the trigger to get it. Yeah. That was probably the sure. only thing that I, if I, if I could tell my old <laughs> self to do that, I'd be like, man, pick that up. <laughs> I mean, if I could go back, I would have bought every copy of what we had. Yeah, it came crazy. <laughs> it came crazy. Um, San Farina, Nevada. Hey, guys, I was curious with speculation being off the rails now for Nintendo's next system. Do you think that maybe this is finally the time they go hard and actually have a system that can directly compete on the same level as the current gen Xbox and PlayStation? Or does Nintendo keep continue to be Nintendo? They continue to be Nintendo. They continue to be Nintendo. They've never. They don't need to compete with. They with don't the, because they already they already are winning in their own right. You know. Yes. They made they made the best decision that they could with the Switch by combining both handheld and that was the smartest thing that they've done. Yeah, well, in a I long mean, time because now it's just one machine that does both. They exactly. dominated handhelds forever, and mm-hmm. when the Wii U came, that their console thing was at the bottom. So how do we make this work better? Let's make the handheld mm-hmm. work on the TV. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. And you know, for all for everything you see about, well, PlayStation sold this many PS5s and PS4. It's like Nintendo doesn't give a shit, dude. Like they have yeah. their own thing and they kill it. And we we talked about it a long time where it's like a lot of times you own a a place a Switch and a PlayStation or a Switch and an Xbox, but it's but only people like us own all three and even these days yeah, i don't it's very rare now to find someone that's just a true i only have a switch mm-hmm. yeah most people either have they'll have a switch and then they'll have one or the other right and it's you know you're so, locked into the switch or the nintendo for nintendo but anything that's on so, both you typically don't play on there for yeah. various reasons but they're going to continue to do their own thing and you know the switch too historically could stump could stumble because every other could. system they tend to make some kind of weird mistake which bites yeah, in the ass for a for while sure. and then they'll figure it out later but it, and it's also why i keep thinking that this thing is is more of a new nintendo 3ds yes. type situation because it gives them another six seven it's gonna be to get to the point where they have to do something the, and the thing about it is like it's gonna be much closer to what these systems are now like it you're gonna get a 4k output to the tv you yeah. have to now because that's the standard. that's the standard but so you'll get that and you'll get a 1080p handheld that's good enough because the screen is eight inches big um the processing power will be better like oh, memory yeah. will be everything about it's gonna be better so it'll it'll fall in line with like the early days of PS5 and Xbox. And that's right. It won't necessarily be where we are now or where these systems are when we get half versions in two years. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't have to be. If it if that if the Switch 2 is 4K to the TV, it's already a winner. Because yeah. that's the only thing it's really missing. It is. Nintendo games run properly. That's all you really want out of the system. Yeah. yeah. Except for Pokemon, but again, that's why we got Power World. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had people complain that Zelda wasn't 60 frames, that that's really stopped anyone from buying that game. No. Not at all. No it one never. No one said, no, I'm not going to buy it. Would it would never. And the thing about Switch 2 is all it has to do is repackage the same games again, yeah. and people buy them again. And I'm guilty of it, too. 
No, I'm excited for Paper Mario on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, he's from Davenport, Iowa. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Love when you talk about retro stuff. And I don't know if this has been asked before, but when you were all growing up in the 90s, did you all have a favorite particular video store or local game store you like to visit? Or were you into the chains like Funko Land and Blockbuster? Um, yeah, but specifically, I mean, for me, um, there was, I mean, Blockbuster was always a thing for everybody because it was everywhere. Um, but for, for me, where I live, and Daniel, you'll know this too because, yeah, you're in the same area, there'd be Dollar Video that was um, a big one, which I use that a lot. We didn't go there, um, much. okay. That was kind of our number one, and then it would be either that or Blockbuster would be the two that we would go to. Um, where we lived there, and then, like I said, when we moved uh, further down in the state, it became Family Video overnight. Mm-hmm. And then that just was the constant after that. My favorite of all time, though, and I've said this before, but uh, where my grandma lived, a uh, local video store run by uh, her neighbors, actually, like, same block, couple houses down, called Jay's Video. Amazing. I used to, I used to go and rent a bunch of old WCW. Hell yeah. WF VHS Hell yeah. But they had a game room that had just nothing. I, and that's the thing that kills me now is because she, my grandma passed in 2001, and I think that video store closed shortly after her. So we weren't constantly going there, but man, I could now I think back and go, man, I really wish I would have been able to hit that place up when they were yeah. closing. Yeah, that would have been dope. the amount of PS one and stuff they had was insane. Yeah. So we, but um, that was always my favorite. It had the classic like wood paneling walls awesome. and shit. So amazing video store. We had we used to go to we started there was a place which is actually really close to where I live now called R Video. You remember that mm-hmm. place? It was next to Seven yeah. Eleven and all that kind of stuff. And it was just like mm-hmm. a smaller video store, but like we would go there a lot. Um, we would go to Blockbuster sometimes, but we really when Hollywood Video opened, we quickly went. We started going there a lot. Yeah, like Hollywood Video was better than Blockbuster was. It just felt, something about it, it was better than better, Blockbuster. Yeah. Seemed better. It was bigger. Um, so we used to go there a lot. Cheaper too. Cheaper. Um, Blockbuster was always the more expensive one. Like yep. even well, they even, had different rules. I want to say they had like yeah. different rules about how long you could keep certain things. And um, I always felt like they were always out of stuff at Blockbuster, but Hollywood Video always had stuff. Um, but but even the before Friday that game, you had to play. Yeah, but even before <laughs> that, like my neighborhood had a video store in it. It's called mm. com, called Community Video. And yeah. this was this is at a time when I was like nine, ten, eleven, where I could walk to it, and yeah. like That's Caldo's awesome. where it was. It's it was mm-hmm. by the pizza place, which yeah, used, to be, used to be Hoggy's, Hoggy's Pizza, Community Video, uh-huh. and, a com- and it was a comic book store. Was in the middle yeah. for a while. That's like cool. for like that age of a kid, it's like fucking incredible. A walking <laughs> distance pizza place, comic book store, video rental place. Oh my god! And my buddy lived at the house across the street. We would literally just walk out his front door, across the street, boom, we're there. Um, so that's where I got a lot of like Super Nintendo stuff, and like you know, of course, that yeah. disappeared. Um, but yeah, Hollywood Video, and then obviously Hollywood Video became even more of a favorite because I worked there for seven years, yeah. and um, having access to movies early, and then like games day one. Uh, you know, <laughs> I had free rental coupon. Like I wasn't allowed. We weren't allowed to rent stuff for the first. 
two weeks, two weeks. like two weeks. Oh, because they wanted because we got free rentals, right? Yeah. So like they didn't want us to rent all of the new stuff, so it wasn't they weren't making money off of it. So what did I do? Well, gee, this drawer just has a whole shitload of free rental coupons in it, and I would just put it on my dad's account. And then you know, and the people, the teenagers who work at Hollywood Video, don't really give a shit. They don't. So it's just like, hey, that game comes out tomorrow. Yeah, put it in the bag. So boop, come in. I got this game for a week, and then you know. Maybe I just don't return it, and then maybe there's late fees on my dad's account, and then maybe those late fees disappear. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, you want to know? You want to know what ultimate trade secret about video stores <laughs> and late fees? They're not real. They yeah. mean nothing. They are arbitrary as fuck. I would see people that had like you know I didn't work there, but like I was behind the counter all the time. I could see people's accounts. It was a very similar system to ours. You'd see people with like late fees of like eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars. So then the the rule of that is like you cannot rent until you pay this. So some people would just give up and leave. And they think about collections, collections. That's not real. They would call you and just be like, I'm not paying you. What are you going to do about it? Anyway, so, and, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is like late fees were a, a joke because it, you'd have $100 in late fees. The person behind the counter would be like, okay, you know what? If you pay half, I'll take care of it. Pay half, erase the rest. Because you know how you know how erase late fees on that account? Two buttons on a keyboard. I was about to say. It's gone. I got a funny story about that. Yeah, please do. Yep. So, so let me do that. Uh, maybe it's, again, it probably is different between chains. Family video. After I moved back from living in Michigan, um, and then went back up there and we visited one time. And me being a punk, punk-ass teenager. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Told my buddy, I was like, let's go rent some games from this family video that I used to go to under the account. And, in the, and then I was just like, you know, just don't have to worry about returning those for a while because who cares? What are they going to do? I don't live here anymore. Yeah. They don't know who you are, right? And I don't even, I want to say one of the games was Hunter the Reckoning. I don't remember what the other one, there was two games. And I had forgotten years prior, I had rented an uh, Xbox system from them. Oh. So they have. Mm. They have parents' credit card on file. Yeah, because you had to put so, down a deposit in the so, amount of the system. Do you have to get so it? So after like, gosh, 60, 70 days or so, they just charged my parents' card they for could, these two games. They could if you had a card on file. And yeah. so, and so then all the you know, then my parents are like, "Why are we getting this charge from family video?" You know, and then it became a big thing, and then found out, and I had to pay for that. Yeah. Because that was my fuck up, but like I didn't. As being a punk ass teenager, I didn't think any better. No. So if, if you had a card, if you had a card on file, that was possible. But from yeah, what I if, we, if yeah. there was no card on file, that would never. Yeah, happen. it never would happen so. because you would just pay cash, you know, to rent something. But I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah as a kid. But um, but yeah, you know, so I would. There were ways around the system to like rent stuff, and I would, so I was just a huge. And then obviously, I got to abuse the system when they would for a long time. This is a this is a great abuse of the system for game crazy people. If anybody else out there ever worked there and remembers this, sometimes or how it was how it was supposed to work and how it should have worked and it eventually did is they would when they were done renting games they would transfer them to us and then we would sell them. Makes sense, sure. right? We're in the Makes store sense. for a long time. They would just move them to PV and sell them in Hollywood Video. Okay, like they would sell movies and stuff. Sometimes those prices would be oddly low. (laughs) Sometimes I would buy multiple copies of oddly (laughs) low video games. And then trade. And then have an an acquaintance of mine trade these in. (laughs) 
because they and then they finally caught on when that something new got moved to PV on the Hollywood side and got marked to like ten dollars when it when it traded for like twenty five. And we told the guy. Well, I even asked the, the manager at the time. His name was Tim. He was a dumbass. He lived in a different state and drove here to work, which is nuts. Um, but he was. They considered him a golden child because his previously viewed sales were so good on movies. How was that possible? Sure. Because he marked everything down to like ten dollars, <laughs> and he would just move shit. So whenever it was PV day, we'd just be like, "Tim, what's moving to PV? Oh, these stuff. I want all of it. Okay. It, it, like that was the scam. And then finally they caught on to that and ended the scam. But um, Game Crazy was a world of scams. I've got plenty of other ones I could talk about later. <laughs> you reminded me of when I did the the thing for our buddy Ross when I worked at Target when I was on my way out. And it was oh, yeah. Pro Evolution Soccer 2008. And, he, and he's just like, it's your last week. Like, just, just sell it to me for like half off. Who cares? What are they going to do? Firing? You know, I already put in my two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, you know, do that. And then what I ended up doing, because we used to do this with strategy guides all the time, is we'd rip the back of them. Mm-hmm. And if you rip the back of them, then you can mark them down like certainly low. So mm-hmm. I couldn't say how many strategy guides at the time I got that way, but we went in the back and like dropped that case of that game so that it like cracked slightly and then there, and then sold it for like what did I sell it to him for? I mean, we're talking this game just came out, so it would have been like a fifty dollar, yeah. six hour Xbox game. Probably like twenty five or something, <laughs> and then all I had to do because I knew the right person to say that approved it. They come out like uh, you know the security guy comes fumbling out like ten minutes later. He's like, "Oh, did you sell this game?" Blah blah blah. Yeah, well, who would sign off them? Like, oh, Pete did. <laughs> oh, okay, that's all right. No, <laughs> nothing was ever ever said no. about it again. So. Like, well, and the other thing about like this is we're getting a little off topic, but like game crazy. Just, we are. This isn't really a scam, but this is something that was just kind of like a thing that existed. Was. Nobody checked on anything I ever did in the computer, ever. <laughs> you always think, like, yeah. maybe this will be the one time, like, I do something weird and it'll flag something. Never happened. And the <laughs> alt, and when I, and the, and the final thing that taught me that they would never check was one time some guy was buying a DS, right? It's like okay. they just, they've been out for like two weeks. And they were like, what were they, $200? I don't even remember. Why well, say they were 200 So, but the guy had like, 11 gift cards that all had weird amounts of money on them. Okay, sure. it happens if he trades, whatever. It happens, right? Yeah, it happens. What nobody knew, and because it doesn't come up a lot, is when you ring – after you ring in a certain amount of gift cards, and I'm pretty sure it was 10 because I tested it again later, <laughs> the thing would crash. Okay. And, but it would it would crash the transaction. The transaction would disappear. But it would wipe the gift cards. So – all of this money is gone now. It does not exist anymore. Ooh. And Game Crazy was pretty rudimentary, so there was no way to like put it back on or like verify this because like, they all just said zero now. Luckily, because he had so many of them, I had scanned them and written down what was on each one. Oh, so I figured yeah. out what the total was. It was like $150 by the time we got through this. And I'm like, well, the only thing I can think of to do – because of course I tried calling my boss and didn't answer – I'm just going to mark this system down $150 yeah. and take all the gift cards, rubber band everything together and throw it in the safe. And that way, if anybody comes at me and be like, this is what happened. Nobody said a fucking word. <laughs> I marked down a brand new system, $150 in the manual, manual override, negative 150 Sold them the system, 50 bucks. Guy's happy he leaves. Never said a word. 
And I was like, you could commit murder in this store and no one would know. It was crazy. <laughs> so like, like obviously the other thing was would creep up based off of that. But like that place was GameStop. Is, GameStop is bad, but at least the computer tends to work. Game Crazy was fucking Wild West. The, the other the other major computer problem, and I'll stop after this, we used to have to receive things by hand. And by hand, I mean, when we first opened, I would have to type in PV-NIN-Texas. Oh, yeah. So we got this whole fucking box from another store of like no. cartridge games. And I'm sitting there. My job this day is to type in everything. That's Nobody tells me, hey, if you go to line 201, it erases everything <laughs> what no one no one told me this well nobody knew holy shit dude i lost like an hour's worth of work mm. of typing but just games like one at a time that's how it's fucked up the, the systems ran out like early dos they were fucking nightmares the other cool video story i thought about we were, we were sitting here when i lived in the southern part of the state it was a uh, grocery store the chain still exists called Chinooks. Okay. Remember that grocery store? They had a video store inside, like an actual like video rental store. Kind of like Woodman's? Remember what Woodman's had? Kind of like Woodman's yeah. did, yeah. I remember renting Conker's Head for Oh, for shit. Ooh. Think about that. So, and, and this would have been, this would have been early 2000s because it, it was around the time where like it was free PS2, but it was that era where Dreamcast, remember Dreamcast was in between PS1 and PS2 and yeah. competed with both. Um, so it was in that era. Yeah, that was that was another interesting one just because it was in a grocery store. Like it was a physical you know, store you yeah, can go in and run cool. stuff. So. I miss video stores yeah. so much. Yes, I, I do. You got to build that one um, in your basement, Kyle. If you build please. it, I'll help you start stocking VHS tapes, man. I'll come work. There you go. There you go. Which means I hang out behind the counter, put an old movie that. in on a VHS and eat some candy. I found some of my VHS tapes. Oh, you like it? Says the price on there, two dollars. Love it. That's good. Because uh, we're we're doing the shelves in here, so I've been opening those boxes, which have been sitting here since we moved. So two year, two and a half years now. So almost three, actually. But yeah, I found some of those VHS tapes in there, and I laughed when I found them. So it's great. Um, that that basement's a huge project well, at I some know. point. Um. Michael from Redacted. This is this is gonna be a good one that you're enjoying. The banger, yeah. <laughs> hey dudes, GameStop manager here. I'm curious back in the day when you worked at GameStop, did you have any problems with getting any absolute shit RSPs? Lately they've been somehow worse than they were before, which <laughs> with it seemingly being like people are just throwing shit in a box, throwing a single piece of tape on the box, and throwing it at the UPS guy to ship out. It's insane. I've had to shrink out so many broken items and some things I've straight up refused to accept because they've been so bad. Also, while I'm on the subject, RSPs are a fucking joke, right? <laughs> I've been here seven years and there's got to be a better way to do this, right? Thanks for reading my rant. RSPs. Why don't you, why don't you explain what the RSP uh, is? Okay, first? so an RSP is... It, it occurs to me that I think we have talked about these before because I'm trying to remember. Do you know what it stands for? I can't remember what it stands for. Something stock balance, retail stock okay. balance, something like that. Maybe. It's been a long time. And to be fair, the terminology never mattered because they were just RSBs. So RSBs are every week you would get a list, a list of 
items to ship to stores. And it was the company's way of balancing stock between stores, but not having it go through the warehouse and stuff, which in theory is more efficient because you don't have to ship it twice, right? Yeah. One, it goes one way. Here's the problem. Stores have different standards for what they'll take and what they deem acceptable. And it is an in, Wild a West. crapshoot. It is unbelievable. Now, our store, we have pretty high, standards. Have pretty high standards. I would look for reasons <laughs> to take things defective because if, if I'm not going to buy it, then nobody's going to buy it. Exactly. So for, a long, but so for a long time, RSPs were just kind of, here's the list. Sometimes it'd be new games. Sometimes it'd be systems. Sometimes it would be used games. Most of the time, used games. Here's the list. You have five in stock, ship four to this to this store. You have three in stock, ship two to this store. But sometimes it would be like, you have one, ship one. You have eight, ship eight. So you're, you're telling me that this store is going to sell eight of these, but I'm not going to sell any. So you're going to take all of them? That's where like the logic didn't come into play at this point. Well, like, I can remember there being some stewards like, hey, we had this week, this specific game is selling really well. Yeah. But now you want me to ship out all my copies of it to a different store and we just end up deleting that item out of yeah, the oops. RSP because no, we're not going to yeah. do that. So for, but for a long time, there weren't any um, negatives to not doing them correctly. Yeah. You might get like talked to if you showed up on a report X amount of times, but it was the kind of thing where if I feel like we're going to sell it, I'm not sending it. If it's a $55 used game I got yesterday, I'm not sending it. Like I can tell you what that big title was. And it was so. oh, just cause two, just cause two or Payday two. Yeah. There were certain games where it's just like, you're crazy. If you think I'm sending this anyway. Yeah. No, um, never. <laughs> because, you know, run the store like it's your business, but do what we tell you to do. Uh, so for a long time, no punishments. Then eventually yeah. enough people complained where there became kind of like a checks and balance system. Because so how it would work is you get in a box. You'd have to take everything out, sort it, because in theory it should be packed a certain way, and they very rarely uh-huh. are. Um, you'd sort it. You'd check everything, and then you would accept it into the system. And sometimes people wouldn't send you stuff or sometimes stuff would be damaged or it'd be the wrong thing. Multiple – and like sometimes it's one error in a box. OK. But eventually there became a thing where like there was a survey you got to fill out about how good oh, was yeah. the box. Yeah. And I would say – how many times would you say a box was just bad? 20 percent? 25 percent? Yeah, you get every week. There is at least you one. get multiple RSPs from different stores, and every week you're right. You probably get one that was just a complete shit show. You just question what you question if anyone actually yeah. works at this store. Yeah, um, but I, I was an asshole on these reviews. <laughs> Huge. I remember you like, call. You had to call somebody uh, about a system. There were store. I would call the store and be like, "Yeah, you were supposed to send me eight of these. There's none in this box." Well, I don't know anything about that. Go check your quantity, count it, and if you have eight extra, <laughs> you probably didn't send it. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, one, sorry. You need to the send it. The one I remember it. specifically was a system where, like, they didn't send one of the cables or something. Probably. But it, was, it wasn't it was one system. It was, like, every system is sent. It was one of those, like, here's five 360s, but none of them had uh, HDMI cables. And it's like, <laughs> what? Well, I'm not going to, like, I remember you had to call the guy. I remember the guy was an ass about it. It's like, I can't sell these. 
Like, yeah, these are not missing complete. part of the system. I'm not going to receive. How them. are these traded in? I'll tell them yeah. I won't receive them. And then, because <laughs> remember, if you if if you if whatever you received was what it was. So if you sent something, they received it wrong. So like, and you would get the reports back too. So people could see me being an ass. Like that was the best oh, yeah. part. So you would get like, so like if you sent something or, 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 or like they would say that like, we didn't send them five copies of this. And, and I'm like, bullshit, bullshit because I picked it. That's my number. <laughs> bullshit. And I'd go count my quantity and my quantity's right. So yep. instead of letting it sit there, I'd call up the store and be like, hey man, this is the RSP you just accepted. You accepted it wrong. Well, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. Go count it. <laughs> and then they, and then a lot of times they would come back and like, oh yeah, you're right. I did make a mistake. Excellent. You need to email your district manager and admit to him that you made a mistake because I'm going to email mine and tell him you did. Because that would hurt me. Yeah, I, just got, I got so fucking sick and tired. Of, it's a poor system that can be implemented. There has harder. to be a better way. There has to be a smarter way to do it. I, what it is. I don't have the energy within me to bother to figure that out anymore, but I'm sure at some time we probably came up with it. But I got I, I want to say I got so sick and tired of people sending RSPs bad. You don't want to do it, man. Just delete the RSP. Just delete it. Like, yeah, you get in trouble for that. Oops, my finger slipped. It happens. <laughs> but like, I get that we do a lot, and I get that RSPs suck and they're a pain in the ass. Because sometimes it'd be like ship six of these, and you realize you only have three cases. I got to make three cases now. That was always the early because it was always like Monday, Tuesday would be the RSP part of the week where you're sending them out, and then Thursday, Friday you're getting mm-hmm. you know your. Sometimes RSP you send stuff out on Thursday and get it like Monday, um, which just fucks your week up. And then you know getting stuff on and getting. Stuff on Tuesdays would fuck your week up because that's a new release yeah. day. Um, they just they were such a pain in the ass. It's, a it's just it's not right. It should what it should have been was it should have been some kind of trigger where once you hit a certain amount of copies of something, maybe you just send that to the warehouse and the and and the warehouse collects all that stuff in one week and the computer figures out where it goes the next week. There's. Remember when they finally stopped selling new copies of Skate 3 and jumped 20 bucks? Yeah, they would find any excuse. Because we controlled that. the price. we controlled yeah. the price. No more new it copies. Was, it was a $20 new game that we would sell out of every week without question. Yeah. And, wow. the used copy and, could, finally and the used copy could only be seventeen ninety nine. There was exactly. only a certain number it could be. The minute that was no longer a thing. Thirty-seven. Yeah. There would there, there would be times where used games would get to the price where they were more expensive than a game was when it was new. Because it sold well, we didn't, we couldn't, we were never getting it new again, and all that kind of shit. But then again, it would be the kind of thing where, oh, send all those out. You're crazy. I'm not doing it. Send out, send out your top selling games. No. And sometimes it'd be like, well, we'd we'd send like one, right? And, but we would never send it would out ask, all. Well, and it, it would ask for new games too. Be like, yeah, you have five no. of these. Send four. No, because <laughs> that game came yeah, out. Yeah, this weird RPG that people want. Yeah. I'm not going to send no. that out. Well, the thing is, is like, so maybe it was, wasn't super weird when we worked there, but it's now seven years later. There's an emphasis on that store about buy it on the website and the store will fulfill your order. Yeah. Why do RSPs exist anymore? Isn't it more cost effective to make, to push web sales and get the sale than to do that? My Tekken came from a store. For Christ's sake. Oh, 
Like, yeah, I, whatever the last thing I bought yeah, for so I just accept that now, and that's fine. But like, it didn't even come from the distribution center. They wasted money to send that to a store to send it to me. It was a sealed copy, right? Yeah, well, it's, it was uh, fucking better, Ben, because it came out today. If it was a gutted copy, but they, but they sent that to a store to send to me. Yeah, it's like their system just doesn't make any sense with like where things sense. go and where they come from. Like, you can't send those out from the distribution center day one, and then after a week or two days. Send them yeah. out to store. It's a bizarre. RSPs fucking suck, and it's because no. Well, it also got to a point where, like, if you didn't pack it in a garbage bag in a box, the oh, garbage yeah. bag tape shut. Two copies of the form in the box. You keep one. You tape it. You put the thing on the outside. The box is in good shape. You tape up the whole. Like it was like nine. What ended up happening to that binder that had all those? Probably just threw it out at the end, right? Oh, remember we had to put that paperwork in the binder? Yeah, I'm just, oh, I just threw the it paperwork out. There was no reason for it. It was a fuck show. I'm sure it was just all tossed. You know, I I might have told you about it, but you never would have had to have seen it or anything. Did you know that in my desk in the back, I had those two drawers. There was yeah. a legitimate proper way to file the things that go in those drawers. Oh, I'm not There's a fucking index sheet that you had to print. <laughs> you had to folder number one is this. Folder two is this. You got to rotate oh these things God. every 30 days. So like once every three months, I'd have to go back there for like an hour and rotate all this yeah, shit out. I do remember throw you this shit that. out. But the thing is, is like, let me ask you this. Let's say there were 5,000 stores that existed when I worked there. That number is probably actually. Sure. How many people did the paperwork in their desk properly? Very low number. Right. But I had Very to low. because we had an LP dude in the fucking you store. Had to. And, and they would look at that they stuff. Would, they would. Them. Well, because, so. again, we want a reason to fire you. You don't do paperwork, right? You're fired. How many fucking binders do we have to have up at the front? TOH binder, cat count binder, yeah. inventory He's binder. Like four or five. Easy. Time cards, performance binder. You have to sign off on this because you didn't hit 98% reserves, Kyle. Sorry. Sign it. Like the amount of paperwork in that place is fucking nuts. It made far more sense. Remember when we had game planners and everything was just in the game planner? Yeah. And it was really like, again, that game planner was dumb too because it'd be like, write down your sales throughout the day. I have a computer that adds those numbers for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why am I rewriting those down? Why am I writing those down? I remember that. You can check yeah. those in real time. This is a yeah. book you might look at two months ago. Yeah. The book made sense when it was like tasks. Things to do for yeah. the day, sign off, sign on. I missed the book. When they got rid of the book, I missed the book because it was easier to track if people actually fucking did stuff. Yeah. That, the company just makes I, – I get that it costs money to print those books. It also costs money for me to print 30 sheets a fucking day, keeping <laughs> track of everything. Between, for those labels. For label, like – oh, my god. Remember, remember what would happen if you like received a bunch of shit? We didn't change the labels when we had yellow and white labels, and you'd be like, "Fuck," because you just printed the whole wrong happen. color. Yeah. Fuck. Well, these aren't used; these are all new, but yeah. they're in used yellow label. Yeah. Price changes. Here's your six hundred price Awful. changes Wednesday morning. Have a good one. Awful. Yeah, it would have been Wednesday. Walk around, or that's the other thing you get, like when you got. Uh, and you never knew. You that never knew. You would never know if it was. They would be do it like, like a. At a certain point, they would do like – wouldn't they do like a forecast? They'd be like, there was going to be this many. 
but it was never, it was never accurate. accurate. But, no, and I like you'd go home Tuesday night and go, oh, it won't be so bad tomorrow. You come in the next day thinking there'd be like, you know, maybe 30, well, 40 that's right. We got to a point where it's like the closer, <laughs> the closer would wait, rip them off, yeah. and then we would separate them. Remember, you'd be like, here's that new, on a Tuesday night here's, a certain yeah, point. here's new ones, here's used ones. Put them Made like a lot more try to help people out. But like, that's another thing that just reminded you about RSBs, getting product in. So like cases would be cracked. I got to replace the case. They didn't put cover art in. I got to make cover art. The disc is jacked. It only has a sleeve, so there is no case. Uh, they sent me a case, but it's priced wrong. They sent me a case, but there's two different prices on it. Um, they sent me an Xbox game, but it's in a Wii case. It's like a, it's just how about it's a it's a two disc game, but they just threw the second disc in there because it's not really a two disc yeah, case. It's just yeah, the yeah. amount of things that. <laughs> It is astonishing. It's astonishing how you know we talk about it like the job sucked and I hated it, but I liked I I did like the place for a long how many, time. How many times did we get a used copy of Lost Odyssey, which is a four disc game, missing a disc? And it would just be in. It would be missing a disc or it'd be in a case that could not handle four discs. Yeah, because they don't they don't work. make the time to do it. No, no, they don't. You're lucky you got a case. <laughs> Ugh, RSBs. That's a oh, that's a trigger word. Trigger word. Uh, final two emails we got. Brendan from Berwyn, Nebraska. Hey, guys, this question is likely more for Kyle, but I'm curious if you are aware of actor Ellen Richson from Reacher is hard campaigning to be DCU's Batman, so James Gunn's Batman. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would make a good Batman? Thanks. So um, <laughs> I just started watching Reacher, and I realized when I started watching Reacher – we saw this dude briefly in Fast 10. Yes. He was the guy that was explaining to Brie Larson. Remember, he made the fucking yeah. barbecue joke, which was hilarious. Um, so I didn't really know much, like, about this guy. And I started watching. I watched, like, my buddy's been bothering me. Like, you should watch Reacher. It's really good. And then I watched the first episode. And then he sent me some clip of Reacher where he, like, puts down this, like, dog abuser guy. And I showed that to my girlfriend, and she's hard. Like, I want to watch it. So we watched, for, I, we watched the first episode. But I will say just from watching that first episode, hell yeah, this dude can play that. <laughs> He's physically capable of doing it. The, the way this dude puts people down on that Reacher show is incredible. Yeah, it's, it's like a throwback dope. to, it's like a throwback to, like, those 90s action movies. Like, this dude is badass. So yeah, if this dude wants to play Batman, I'm for it. My only like, my only question it. to you would be, how old is he? Well, again, remember DCU or James Gunn's Batman. He wants the guy to be a little bit older because they're going to have Damien. Okay, so he's the right age. He's like, it's probably like 35. Okay, or that's fine. He's older than Pattinson, and remember the Pattinson stuff is young Batman. So you can do it, and that's fine. Well, the thing is, you just want to make sure that he's available for. 15 I mean, years. Only, amount of years. So my yeah. understanding is he only gets Reacher going right now, but that show, I did not know how popular and successful that show is. I've been hearing a lot about it. Until like recently, yeah. where like it is, they just put out like the numbers for the Nielsen ratings from last year, and like that is the top show. Weird. And that show, second season, only ran from this past December. So think about that. <laughs> like that's insane. Wow. I'll say the first episode was fantastic, so we, we're going to watch more of it. So. Um, but that dude, he seems pretty legit. Like I'm, I'm down for it. So, um, final email we got comes from Curtis from Appleton, Wisconsin. I'm curious how bad the damage is going to be on Rocksteady Studios after Suicide Squad is said and done. 
Do you think that the studio is able to crawl out of the ashes of this already seemingly dead on arrival game? Or do you think that this game sinks the studio completely? Thanks. I will remind you, Suicide Squad is out next Friday. That's fucking weird. <laughs> After nine years, <laughs> Suicide Squad will finally release next week. Um, I really, I, honestly, and I, I, I hate to say it, but I do think this game could easily sink the studio. No, I don't think it will, if only because... You don't think it will? It's, think about this. It's still riding on Batman. Yeah, People still believe in it because Batman... Like, Batman came out a fucking long time ago, dude. Like so, do you think it? Do you think it's one of those games, like from back when we were working, where a bunch of people will buy it day one and then trade it in right away because they don't know what? It I is? think there are a lot of people that don't know what it is for sure. Okay, um, that's gonna hurt digital people more than physical people. <laughs> yes, it is because uh, they're gonna see. Oh, it's the Justice League, and you know, obviously they release like surprise Joker's in the game. It's the next how, Arkham game. How weird Joker's yeah, in that game! Well. Oh my god. Couldn't paint elsewhere. Couldn't believe it. Um, I think. It, I think. I think the game does fine. I think it takes. I think it, it actually does. Okay. I think it tapers okay. off pretty fast. Um, like Avengers I think style. It's, it's DC's yeah. Avengers. They have yet to prove it's, to me that it's not. Like, yeah, have you seen some of the screenshots from this game where like the numbers? I are saw the one you sent me with the numbers, what which the like I couldn't tell you what's is happening. happening. <laughs> like. It just it just seems like it's that game. And if that's all it is, and we're getting, you know, thank God that the battle pass is cosmetics only. The yeah. the extra content is included. Yeah. But guess what? Oh shit. Avengers did the same thing. It's not same anything thing. different. I just I don't get it. I think I think my hope is is that, you know, I don't want to say I hope that it tanks. But I can tell you that I'm not interested. And my hope is that they go back and do Superman more interesting. Make yeah, I mean, Superman logical. <laughs> it would make sense now, right? Make the game yeah. for them to make a Superman game. Everyone thought you were making. Make yeah. that game. That's the game people want. It would make sense who's to making, do that when we're rebooting ma- Superman. Who's making the Wonder Woman game? Does that game still exist? <sighs> It is a Warner Brothers game, but it's one of the sub Warner Brothers studios. I don't remember which one. They're not being, Montreal. Oh boy, or, I don't. I don't think it's Montreal. But Wonder Woman they have Origins. another sub um, But no, because it can't be Montreal because they just made uh, Gotham Knights. Oh, you're right. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, make the Superman game. Which this game seems like it's worse than Gotham Knights in know. terms of what it's. Doing. I don't know. I think they're different games but they're both i think they're both on the same level of like yeah. bad and no one cares cuz let me let me pose this question when it's all said and done what game do you think does better at the end, by the end of february this or skull and bones which i'll also mm. remind you is out 2 weeks after this i don't know i think and they just put out a roadmap for a full year of content for skull here's here's what i'd say between the two, I feel like Suicide Squad is a game. <laughs> yeah, I can give you that. All I mean, right. it's, I it, it's a game. It's just not the game. I don't know. What, yeah. I still don't know what Skull and Bones Whereas is. Skull and Bones I just is, saw another like, thing yesterday that's like, it seems like it's Assassin's Creed. Are you what? I saw a thing yesterday where it's like, here's an hour of end game content. I'm like, what does that mean for this game, though? Like, what's the end What is game? the point? Like, what, what are you they doing said anything. in that game? Yeah, I just... I don't know what that is. 
I don't know how that's going to do at all. I, it could be a, a random thing that maybe gets an audience, kind of like a Sea of Thieves, but I don't know. I, maybe, but at least Sea of Thieves had charm. Sea of Thieves rode the, rode the highs of having charm and being a rare right. game and having like at least a decent like it's, framework it's, to build upon. Well, and it's silly yeah. and it's fun and dumb shit happens. Like Stone Bones doesn't, Stone look, Bones silly doesn't look like that. It looks no. like it's a hardcore pirate game. Like here's my yeah. pirate ship that is gonna fuck right. your pirate ship up. You Whereas know what I mean? Like that's, Sea of Thieves, it's like yeah. shoot yourself out of the cannon and then realize that oops, the ship's just fucking floating away. Oops! Oh, this shark just ate yeah, me. Like, uh, I'm respawning on this island. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think Suicide Squad. I feel like it, at least there's a complete game there with objectives and goals to do that I'm aware of. Zero hype no. for the game. Neither game. Insane, but Neither game has hype. But again, my other argument for that is you had your window of opportunity to put this game out, which was a six-month window from when we got the good Suicide Squad movie yes. and that Peacemaker show. Yes. Yeah. That was your six-month window. And they bombed that because they kept delaying the game. All right. Because I – and. Then obviously we got a year delay. This literally was remember this game is going to come out last May. Yes, and you and I were like, well, maybe we're in. And then now it's just. And like, then they, and then with, it was this time last year when they're like, here's what the game actually is. Oh, oh no, objective based. <laughs> um, oh no. All right, real quick, lightning round. Who are the other three characters? Oh, is in it? the Suicide Squad, there's three. It's more. Captain Boomerang. No, no, no. It's no, no, no. Oh, they're going to make three more characters. Oh, Joker um, and three more. I think Peacemaker would be a good one. Yeah, if you can get John Cena, which he would, he would. He doesn't give a shit. And it's he's doing it for fucking WB, Mortal, Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think Peacemaker is a good one. That um, makes sense. Poke it up. That would be a great one. That would be cool because there could be they could do some really fun shit with that. Um, yeah. Ratcatcher would be good too, I think. I think I think you pull from the movie. Like you try yeah. to pull them from Absolutely. the movie because the movie was good. Absolutely. Like I Who is who is Nathan who is Nathan Fillion's character? Uh, what's his name? Something separates his body. What's his name? Yeah. You can take his arms off. You can off. do him. You I can, think that you I think that would him. be more like he's a cameo guy that shows up in a mission or something. Okay. Okay. I was. I think Polka Dot Polka Man, Man makes the most sense one. because you could do something yeah. crazy with them. He would be fun. And it would work. Peacemaker would be cool. If I could see numbers everywhere, I could see Polka Dot yeah. server. Yeah. Okay. What about Weasel? Uh, <laughs> Weasel, Weasel, I think, is another one of those things where cameo. It's a cameo mission where like Weasel and um, Nathan Fillion's character. <laughs> Nathan Fillion's character. Then. I mean, yeah. the, uh, other yeah. obvious answers would be like Rick Flag, but I don't think they'd do that. Yeah. Um, Deadshot would maybe work. Um. But Pokemon Man, that's a good one. That would be fun. This, I can see Who that. else was in the first one? I never saw it. The very first El one? El Diablo? It was, was about to say El Diablo. El Diablo. Um, Enchantress. The, uh, yeah. They did, what's his, they did what's his name, but he died right away. I can't think of his character's name now. They literally killed him like in the first 30 seconds. They dropped that team because that was the joke. Okay. Uh, what was his dumb name? Has, it wasn't like Noose, but it was something with his something to do with. I don't yeah, know. Literally, I never he, saw. They it. dropped those people off, and he fucking. Died. Well, that's how so, the second one opens up. They all just Killer fucking Croc die. Was in the Killer Croc's one. a good one. Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe we check. Not a great in. version of Killer. Maybe Croc. we check in when every character is out and the game's thirty bucks. So Black Friday 2024. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I think it might be turned off by Black Friday 2024. 
Remember, I don't think, it, Marvel's, I don't think it'll be turned off that fast, but I think all this content will be out. Uh, oh, yeah. Avengers made it, what, a year? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I would say that it would be the time for you and I to check into it mm. at a $20 price range. Because I guarantee you this game will be the 20 to $30 range. Of my well, because at that point, they're hoping to pull people in just to play it and boost yeah. the numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially since it's Yeah. Weird time for it to come out. I think if they're smart, and I'm, they probably already have are having those conversations, is to make the Super There's Bowl. A ground work, there's groundwork in place to do out. something else, for sure. And if they're hard now, because I remember when they originally announced James Gunn taking over all this stuff, that was the big thing of they want to have games that tie into yeah. these movies. So you get that new guy to play Superman in the game, yeah. too. Well, that's the whole, right? Yeah. yeah. So that would make sense. So... I think that would be the smartest thing for them. They're not going to touch. They're not going to yeah, make. I don't think Rocksteady. I don't think Rocksteady goes they away. Need to. The 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 pedigree is enough to keep them alive one more time. But if the next thing fucking fails again, that's when you really see fucked. like we fired fifty people and we're restructuring. I just I just sure hope that it doesn't take nine years to make. A God fucking might. Nine years. Well, and he, again, like. We, we bitch about the live service stuff in this game, but you have to remember nine years ago, that was the big thing. Right. When they Destiny. originally probably pitched this, Destiny was the huge mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. everybody wanted to be live service. So, But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Podcast 572. As always, you can send your emails to podcast572 at gmail.com. Otherwise, we will be back in another two weeks for another edition of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe.